doink. Be a great morning. Is this going to be a great morning? Are we recording? We are. Okay. <laughs> I just saw the red button. I'm like, I, I doing. Do do <laughs> good morning, Kyle. Hey, good morning. Good, Hi. good, good morning, everybody. Good, good morning. I got my uh, sportia. <laughs> yeah, what did he say? Sportia. Sportia. Yeah, I'm drinking some sportia. You ever this do morning. that? What's do you that? change the names of regular sounding things to make them sound more exotic? Um, only when I'm like telling stories to my kids, mm. shit like that. I used to, but not really now. Do you? Just a few, like if you're trying to feel fancy and you're going to Culver's, it's not Culver's, it's Colvares. Colvares. Oh no, it's oh, it's we fun go pick up some Colvares. I think it's fun to do it. I just don't do it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just lame like that. Yeah, that's a little good. That's a pretty dumb I, joke, anyway. I, I like Colvares though. It sounds kind of cool. I mean, it's it's something new. It sounds it's different. It sounds exotic. Is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. But it's not. It's just a fucking double cheeseburger with cheese curds. You know what? Motherfucker Colvares, you know what they did? <laughs> what? They discontinued the buffalo chicken strips. I don't think they could get them in stock. I don't care. <laughs> they, there's a chicken strip shortage, everybody. Did you, did you know that? Did you know there's an actual chicken strip shortage? I didn't. Yeah, that's... I, uh, I rephrase that. I we were there mm, two weeks ago. I went through the drive-through and they did have a big sticker over the buffalo chicken tender thing saying sorry, yeah, sorry, chicken, currently unavailable chicken tender. There's a there's a worldwide chicken tender shortage. I wonder why that is. I I don't know. I and like now the weirdest right. shit is on the shortage list. You know, but it's it like, changes. It's like short for a week or two. This is like. Short till fall. Like Fuck. They, they, they got, killed too many chickens. They, did they kill too many chickens? Can they not get the chickens to some place like to process them? Like, are, are the chicken tenders going to something else? You know, are they yeah. are, like, are there, are we shipping different kinds of food? Interesting. You know, so. But again, when I was there, they still had regular chicken tenders. Mm-hmm. They had to get rid of one of them. Uh, that makes sense to get rid of buffalo. Yeah, because little kids aren't going to eat buffalo right. chicken tenders. You always get the chicken tender kids meal. I understand <laughs> that. Listen, Culver's. I know you're listening. <laughs> I I'm I'm aware that those little kids aren't going to eat buffalo chicken tenders because they're a little spicy. And I'm also aware that I eat your buffalo chicken tenders like maybe like five times a year. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't give a fuck about me. But I just wasn't very happy. One of the five times a year I went in there this year, <laughs> there wasn't any buffalo chicken tenders. That's really the only thing I eat there. Yeah. Like, the burgers kind of give me, like, they don't sit well with me. They're, I don't well, they're, know, they're just too greasy or whatever yeah. it is. They're good, but they're just. Oh, yeah, they're tasty. They're fucking. We talked about the calories on, like, even their ice cream stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, their burgers are just crazy, too. Yeah, if I'm going to go have a burger. I'm gonna go like, have a burger, like a burger, burger. Like, yeah. go to there's a te- there's the place here in town called Brothers on Oak. Yep, that's where the burger's at. Yeah, like full on sit down, massive burger. Yeah, you're you're Good gonna bun. get a half pound burger with yeah. fucking a shit ton of 
load of stuff on top. Yeah, and the it. juice is dripping out yeah. of your burger, and it's just raw. That's that's what I'm talking about. It's like raw. The raw not not no not raw <laughs> like raw like raw oh, like rawr. like animal raw like I'm meaty. Yeah, I, I'm a little subdued yet this morning. I'm still no. I feel you on that yeah, for sure. It's a subdued kind of day. It's fucking beautiful though. Like the temperature is so nice right now, dude. Okay, here's the sheltered part person in me. We have like temperature degree swings of like forty degrees every day. I know it's fucking crazy. Do many places have that? Well, places like it with a, a similar climate to ours do. Like, yeah. well, yeah, you know. But like, if you in the northern hemisphere, I think so. You know, but I mean, when uh, like if like on the coast, they don't have massive, you know, temperatures. No, things. right? They're always moderate. moderate. You know, they're moderate, but. I mean, you think about like the desert. Oh yeah, yes, that's you know, true. The fucking desert gets. Yeah, I just haven't thought this through. It's too early. <laughs> it's too fucking early. I'm too stupid this Drink morning. Drink some more of your cafe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't work. <laughs> Sounds like you're putting Splenda in it or something. What? What's the? <laughs> work with me, bro. I'm trying to do your fancy speak. What's the? Uh, what's the uh, SNL skit where it's like you're drinking and it's some fancy coffee term? It's with Chris Farley. It's old. And they're like, oh, sir, did you know that you're drinking? Blah blah, cafe, decaffeinated Colombian coffee. <clears throat> no, I don't know that one. Okay, okay. <laughs> hang on, let me clear my throat. <clears throat> so it's just an SNL skit for this. We'll just say it's cafe because okay. you said it, and it's supposed to be like, oh, did you know you're drinking coffee crystals, decaffeinated coffee crystals? Oh, okay. So they're in this fancy restaurant and they're interviewing these people after dinner, and they're all these like. High class people like, sir, did you know you're drinking cafe decaffeinated coffee crystals or something like that? And they're like, oh my God, it's so good. And then they get to Chris Farley and he just like gives him this evil stare and he goes, what did you say? <laughs> he just, he flips shit and he starts beating the shit out of people. Oh, really? That's amazing. He's <laughs> you so lied to me. <laughs> look it up. It's funny. I'm going to look it up for sure now. And then anyways, at the end of it, he's like on this TV interview. And he goes, sir, how did that make you feel? And it's just Chris Farley, like, heated and is all bruised and shit. And he goes, angry. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He had some of the most epic moments of all of SNL. Oh, and for sure. It's just like, he, uh, he's such a fucking wild, wild yeah, human being. Man. You know, tragic. Tragic what happened with him. He just went down a really dark place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was... Like, I first learned of, like, watching Chris Farley, not on SNL, but, like, Tommy Boy yep. and Black Sheep. Yep. And uh, and then, uh, you know, like, then I saw, like, his uh, YouTube got more popular, like, his older, like, his stuff with the interview with David Letterman, where he, like, come flipped out, yep. ran through the fucking yeah. crowd, did cartwheels and all kinds of crazy shit, and his shirt's flying out. His bit with um, Patrick Swayze, on, that was SNL. Yeah. That was... The dancing one? Yes. Fucking the Chippendales <laughs> dancer. And Patrick Swayze was just like, dude, you got this, man. Like, you won. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was just that like. That was a great. It was awesome. Was yeah, it was awesome. I got to know his brother. Tom? Yeah, Tom. Um, And I, you know Tom, too. Yeah. And he's, Tom's, like, he looks like him enough where you'd know he's a Farley. Yeah. For sure. So then I can pick out Tom in the crowd. When he would, when Chris would be on these TV shows, I could see Tom. Oh, in the crowd. I guess I've never looked. Yeah, you huh. can see, you can see him and his family. You know, it's like they all they they have a very similar look. Yeah, 
Like, I think it's the one, um, I think it was a David Letterman one where he runs up, and I think it's his other, where he actually, like, picks him up and throws him over his shoulder and carries him around a little bit or something like that. He gets in his face and mm-hmm. jumps up and down. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what he does. But, yeah, you can tell he picks his family out of the crowd. So, he's, he's always a... Well, it's probably good to pick your family out instead of some random guy that you just pick up. Yeah, you know... You like you see performers and stuff, and they'll they'll like pick people out of the crowd. So I was watching this stream. You know, I told you I don't watch much YouTube. Yeah, I started watching YouTube yesterday since like we I, talked about it. So it's like fucking half an hour later. I was watching videos of performers, um, picking people, random people out of the crowd to sing with them. Okay, you know, or or play guitar or yeah, something like yeah, yeah. that. And there's this one with Dave Grohl. He picks this little dude. He's like eight. He picks him out of the crowd, and he's like, dude, you want to jam with us? And he's like, yeah. It's like p- brings him up there. He slings his guitar on him, and he's like, all right, what, what kind of song, what kind of music you want to play, man? And the little kid's like, how about Metallica? And he's like, fuck, yeah, we know it's Metallica, you know? So um, the kid starts playing Enter Sandman on the electric guitar oh, nice. and fucking jamming, right? So then... Um, so then they they stop. He, he they, they finish that song, and then uh, then he starts playing Master of Puppets, and then he played three songs on the Jeez. guitar. And David Girl's like, "Dude, is your mom here?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "She's here." And he's like, "All right, mom, come up here. I'm giving this little dude this guitar, and I want to make sure that he gets back safe." So he gave him his guitar right off the stage. It was fucking awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. It's shit like that is like. I don't know why, but it makes me all like, it makes me so happy. I want to cry mm. just to see somebody experience like a, a level of elation and joy that like is nearly unmatched, you know, in their lives. It's like, uh, it always fucking hits me so hard. Yeah. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it really is. There was, um, this one fucking, you know, Rihanna. Yeah. You know the song Four or Five Seconds? I know Rihanna, but I'm not, I don't know any of her music now. Oh, it's just a fucking killer song. Anyway, she's singing this song, and there's this dude, he's a big dude. Um, he's standing in the front row, and uh, she's singing, and she's kneeling down, and he's singing too. So she puts the mic to his, to his face, and his voice is like a fucking angel. Mm. It's like incredible. And he, he gets like three words out and she pulls a microwave and she looks at him. She goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and then she puts it back and he's singing the song and it's like, it's incredible. It just gives me such awesome, like tingles. Yeah, man. That's there's a lot me. of <clears throat> talented people who go to like shows like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just like they're un- undiscovered singers or something, musicians. Mm-hmm. And they get that one chance. It's like, holy fuck, where have you been all this time? What do you think it is with like super talented people that are undiscovered that like I think there's a lot of people that are just too ner- nervous or oh, they sure. can't get past the like like <laughs> every morning every morning every dude. morning it takes like an hour for my throat to not have shit in it and but th- this only happens during the podcast no every morning oh is it every this, morning yeah. oh okay i thought you said it was only the only time you have an issue. No, the other week when we were sitting outside, I'm like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then we got up here to hit record, and it was like, oh, no, I'm not. All right. Well, I hope you don't have, like, some Sorry, that was a total off train. Yeah, that's okay. 
anyway, so it's like it's like uh, people being nervous about their own talents. Yeah, you know, like uh, I, I guess like American Idol and shit. Those really started the the string of that. You know, you know when you see like for me anyway, it's like when American Idol came on television. And you had all these people that nobody had ever seen before ever really other than maybe your local hometown bar or church or mm-hmm. whatever. And all of a sudden they can sing. It was like the number one ever was that Susan Boyle. Oh, sure. You yeah. know, it was like, where the she fuck? Was opera she? or something, right? Was she uh, opera? Yeah, so, I don't know. She could fucking sing. And maybe she was, uh, I don't know if she was opera. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, anyway, yeah. And it was just like, it's one of those fucking things where someone just comes out of the woodwork and all of a sudden... And not and it's not even to be famous. It's just to, to like. I guess maybe it's part of it's be, to be famous to be on the show, but um, just to be that talented and and to share it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think. I don't know if it's a nervous thing or if. Maybe people don't even know they're as good as they are. You just have that self critique always, and then finally, you, someone sticks a mic in your face at a live concert, and then you belt it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, people give you that look, like, where the fuck have you been? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. So I had, I just had an idea. Yeah, are we you gonna, sh- are you gonna sing your song we on should, the podcast? We should have, we should have a talent competition on the podcast. What? The? <laughs> we'll just have a string of people out the door, and everybody gets to come in and sit down and and, and sing for just you know one song. It'd be fun. This isn't the right mic to sing in. No, we gotta have a singing mic. These I, th- so I'm not a audio guy. Liar to the extent of knowing musicians, but these are dynamic mics, which you have to be really close. And I'm pretty sure singers use like condenser mics. Like you can yell into a more, and it, I don't know exactly what. They oh, do. so it may be like it would be less, um, like sharp. Yeah, or like these, you get super close, but we're talking like at normal voice, and it's not like blowing it out. Okay. Like a singer's going to fucking belt it. I don't, if you belt it on these mics, I don't know what they would do. You can try. I can turn you down. No, it's You want right. to sing? No, we're good. I'm not going to sing. I told you about my singing. I know, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, no, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> I'm not going to sing some, what was... Uh, Lean on me? Lean on me. No, uh-uh. no I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> fucking no. Uh-uh. The pressure. The pressure. No, like, give me, if, if I, if I actually got my voice lessons again, like started them back up when she starts teaching adult classes and like, I felt com- comfortable enough, I might do it only because it's, it's only you and me here. So no it's not listens. a big deal. Nobody listens to this shit anyway. So then I might be comfortable doing it still though. I don't know. See, maybe you have the voice of an angel and you don't even know it. Fucking, <laughs> fucking, that reminds me of stepbrother so much. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Oh my god! It's like <laughs> I felt like I was floating above my body, listening, <laughs> listening right now. That's so fucking awesome. I love that movie. We watched that. You know, there's just movies like that that you just go back and watch. For sure. That like, there's just so much nostalgia involved, and you can you can pick the time and place when you first watched it. And just like, and then you know all the fucking lines from the movie. It's just so fucking awesome. Love that movie. I love sharing movies like that with my kids. Just your go-to classics. Yeah, but just like ones that, um, ones that like meant something to me. Yeah. 
what's terrible though is I'm 43 now. So, um, I'll share movies with my kids that were awesome to me when I was a kid and they fucking fall flat on their face because the, the graphics are so, so bad. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it, it doesn't even come close to holding up. No. So I, we got Disney plus like a year ago and I couldn't sleep one night. I'm like, fuck it. We got Disney plus. So I'm scrolling through like what's all on Disney plus and they have a bunch of throwback, like cartoons, like really? shit that I watched. Like, as a kid, like, Darkwing Duck and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Nice. So I popped it on. I'm like, this kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they they do. This is not what I remember. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, like what what a kid, I mean, what do they have to look fucking forward to nowadays when, like, the technology is so, I mean, I'm sure our parents said the same shit, but it's like, basically... The, what there's next for kids is like a virtual reality with a full haptic yeah, suit. Yeah. You know, and they live in an alternate universe. I feel like that's the next step in like movie watching. Like, we're at 4K for home now, right? Or you can get even higher, I think. I think you get five. So now. I don't think like picture quality is ever going to be like low enough that it can get high enough to make a difference, if that makes sense. You mean moving forward? Moving forward, like there, in a in a pure on a screen standpoint, like mm. in, in a TV in your room, like it's never going to get, like it's already so good that I don't know if it can get much better and make a big difference. I think it's so good that it got worse. Oh really? Yeah. See, when it, when it went to four K, we watched that. Uh, um, what's that fucking movie with Matthew McConaughey when he does the time warp shit? Um, he's a. Uh, uh, Fuck, I can't think of the name of the movie. He's like an astronaut guy. Okay. Anyway, uh, maybe he's not an astronaut. Anyway, he travels through time. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's fucking stuck in right there at the frontal lobal cortex. <laughs> the lobal um, cortex amygdala. of my front brain yeah, it's hemisphere. In, it's in there. Um, but they were, there's a scene where they're all sitting in this spaceship, and... The detail is so good that, like, these people that are, like, these, like, beautiful actresses and handsome actors and everything, it's like they just look too real. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there was a point where it was just, like, it's almost the difference between film and digital. You know, film had that kind of, like, softness to it. Sure. You know, that just kind of made everything look soft and, and beautiful and, and, like... The, the the 4K is almost too clean. Mm. It's like you can you can almost tell that they're on a set, right? You know, like like part of the spaceship is like that's not a spaceship. Yeah, that's a plastic wall. Sure. You know, there's parts of it where that's it's just, the problem with like a lot of CGI stuff right now. Is it is the the cameras record at such high resolution that the the fake parts, the CGI part, like the green screen stuff, yeah, just doesn't look. It doesn't match. Right, and that's it's. I, I kind of, they it's almost like they took it a little bit too far for certain kinds of movies. Sure, sure. You know, um, to be like, for me, for me, that just it was went a little bit too far, um, because the 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 level of detail is just it's just too fine. So it doesn't it, it takes away like the magic of it. Mm. You know, like the the Avengers movies and and uh, the explosions and then like um, old movies where they're 
you know, there were um, car crashes and everything just kind of flowed because it still looked really real. Yeah. But then, then it's so real that it looks fake now almost, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it totally makes fake, or totally makes fakes. It totally makes sense. I think the, who actually does like, is the director the one that decides what like, how things are shot? You mean the scenes? Yeah. Yeah, the director does. But like how it like looks Mm -hmm. in the shot? Yeah. I think it really depends on the director and those things too. Because you can, like if it's just a, if it's a still shot and there's just people like talking, Mm -hmm. that's when it's really obvious. Yeah. But if they can like maneuver it and keep the, keep the camera kind of moving i think it makes it a little better yeah that makes sense but the, but that's only because then things blur in your own eyes well yeah i mean it's so. it's moving too fast for you to notice the notice yeah. it oh i learned something new you want to hear it it's pretty exciting okay yeah so <laughs> didn't we talk about this once a while back when i said that i used to i do these eye exercises to keep my eyes strong and look far mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so um <clears throat> This guy was on another podcast I was listening to, and he's a expert on some shit. <laughs> I don't know a lot of shit, I guess. Um, but he was saying that um, the uh, percentage of people who are going to have um, eye issues is go- is uh, accelerating now more than ever because people don't use their eyes to look far away Mm. you know they don't use their eyes to look at distance anymore most of the stuff we do is right in front of us it's screens it's all these things it's like right there sure so um so then you have more issues with people being i think is nearsighted whichever one you can't see yeah whichever whichever one where um they're having more people doing surgeries and stuff the lasik um to get their eyesight corrected because because we don't use our eyes anymore not like we used to um, and that if you actually practice with your eyes, this guy said this, so I was way back, just remember yeah, it now. Yeah. I, w- I don't know what episode it was, but check it out. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to check it out if you don't know what episode it was, but it's there. If you do this, if you look off into the distance a lot and then, and then close and then off into the distance a lot, it strengthens your eyes, and you can actually help reverse damage to your eyes hmm. and your eyesight. By doing that more often, I don't think there's enough distance in here. Kyle's no. just gazing around the room at a greatest distance of maybe 15 feet. <laughs> this is like <laughs> they were talking about <clears throat> hunting mm. and being out in the woods, and sure. like um, you've got to like you've got to be aware of distance far away, and you've got to like pick out the details in in amongst the trees and find the animal and like. If you're and they were talking about elk hunting and even more specifically where you got to sometimes look, you know, half a mile away and scan a ridge to see if you see anything moving, and it's um, which makes total sense. And he said, which I'd never thought about this before, which is pretty cool. That how we said it was that, um. They always said like nerds have glasses, mm-hmm. right? Well, they were the ones that read all the time. So they spent so much time reading with their eyes right in front of their, you know, with, oh, with their sure. reading book right in front of their face. Their eyes weren't getting extra exercised as much because they spent less time outside and more time inside reading. So then as they age, their yeah, eyes... get good at what you were doing. Yeah. So, like, their eyes, you know, were really good at reading, but that's right, it. Right. So then eventually they needed, they needed glasses quicker, which it makes total sense. Yeah. But 
I've never thought about like, I guess with anything we have, any, any of our senses, can we strengthen them by just like focusing on them more? Yeah. I mean, you hear, yeah, for sure. If someone loses their hearing, then their other set or their eyesight, right. Then their hearing sense typically gets a lot better. Yeah. I mean though, like, so if but they, it's because, but they're focusing on it is my point. What do you mean? Oh, they're focusing like on... Like, if you lose your eyesight and you start focusing on listening for everything, then you start getting really good at listening because... Or hearing because you're focusing on it. So, if you if you made a focus to look at things far away, I would imagine, oh, yeah, I could see farther away. Eventually. So, why the fuck don't we, like, talk about that shit? Like, when it comes to people who have, like, their eyesight's starting to go. Instead of just like, oh, here's a pair of $4 fucking readers or whatever... You know, it's like, actually, if you want to maybe try to get your eyesight better without having to stick glasses on your face or go do surgery or whatever, just do these exercises. Get the fuck outside and take a walk in the woods. Like, look for shit that's far away, you know. I don't know how long it'd take, but that'd be, a, I think that would be a really fucking cool study for somebody, oh, Mr. Poppy Poppy over there. Um, that'd be a really cool study to be done to see if they could actually see a, measurable difference in eyesight mm-hmm. if they took a group of people who had different levels of of m- macular degeneration i think that's damn all right yeah <laughs> um and uh and just and just see how what it, what happens that'd, that'd be, be an interesting cool. study i'd like to it'd be yeah it'd be interesting to see but at the same token there's studies out there that show oh if you exercise you reduce chances of diabetes or heart attacks and people still don't do that because we're a society of convenience. Yeah, we don't have to now. We, we can go get a surgery. To. Why do I want to look far away? Just give me the $4 glasses. It's easy. It's easy. And someone can sell me something that they made in China for $4. And hey, I'm happy. That's that's the fucked up mindset, Ike. We do convenient things. We do. We need to fucking harden ourselves. We need to get fucking raw. Raw. <laughs> Raw and raw. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I just think in a general sense, people do what's convenient and easy. Mm-hmm. That's why fast food is so popular. They do. And I and I agree with you 100%. I just, I guess right now this morning, Kyle, I'm really no, I feel fucking that. in the, in the I like feel that. taking care of your body and, and like how do we, how do we fucking maximize our time here without all the bullshit that like we have to do because we're fucking lazy. Dude. How many people actually garden and eat what they garden? Not very fucking many people. No. How much How much does it cost to start a garden if you, you already got dirt, seeds? Oh, it's time. It's time. It's time. It doesn't cost shit. No. It's, it's, time. it's cheaper to garden and grow your own shit than it is to go get a yeah. salad and at McDonald's. And you fucking feel better. To go get a salad at McDonald's, mm-hmm. but it's fucking easier to go get a salad at McDonald's. Way fucking easier. You know... So, my my kids um, and I, we helped this guy, buddy of ours. We had a massive fucking storm come through yeah, Baraboo, we and uh, we uh, um, he needed some help. He had this big fucking tree down in his yard, and and uh, um, so I told my kids, I'm like, hey, uh, Friday morning, we're gonna go down and help them clean it up. And they're like, why? 
<laughs> like, because that's what we do. Yeah. Just fucking help people. Like, you know, it's like it's it's an opportunity for us to give a hand. It feels good to help somebody out, and they need it. So we're going to go do it. This is dumb. <laughs> it's like, can't they just pay somebody to do it? It's like, no, you can't always just fucking pay someone to do it. You know, and, and the people that need to be paid to do it, they're all busy doing other people's houses because we had a lot of fucking trees down. And so um, we're walking out to the to the truck, and I see my kid, and he's got, like, they're not brand new, but they're his nice Adidas mm. shoes on. Like, I was, when we got coffee, I noticed you're rocking some nice shoes. I got some new shoes. Yeah, man, they look popping. Thanks, man. I, I took me a long fucking time to pick these shoes out. I appreciate you noticing, bro. Yeah. It's like I'm not much of a of a of a like fashion guy, but I'm working on it. I'm I'm really trying here. Like, I I noticed when you're walking out of the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so anyway, sorry. No, it's all good. It's all so good. he walks out with these newer Adidas. Yeah, yeah it's because and they're white. He always buys white shoes. I fucking understand what white Is he shoes. A forty year old. I know. Like yeah, it's, they're the, not New Balance. Not New Balance. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm like, hey, what? Why, why are you wearing your good shoes? He's like, well, they're basically broken anyway. Like, what are you talking about? You know, sometimes the, the new shoes, instead of actually the lace going through the holes, they got a little strap yeah. that goes through. One of the straps is broken. I'm like, okay, so you got a broken strap. I'm like, but they're nice shoes. They still look good. You know, they're clean. I'm like, why, why don't you just wear the other shoes? He's like, why don't you just, just fucking, I'm like, ah. So I go inside and I grab the other shoes. He's got a fucking identical pair of shoes that are all fucked up because he mows grass and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just wear these. He's like, those have puke on them. I'm like, from when? He's like, I don't know. One time I was sick and I got puke on them. I'm like, it's fucking, it it was like a year ago. Or not maybe six months ago, whatever. I'm like, just put them on. And and he's just like, huh? So I just fucking threw them in the back of the truck. So we go down and we clean up all this tree shit. He's still wearing his nice fucking shoes. And uh, nice earth shoes. We would get wrapped up, and we get out of the truck. We get home, and I took his his shoes. They were in the back of the truck, and I tossed them over by the front door, so they would go inside. I had a handful of shit, and he fucking, I I saw him. I was watching him. He gets out of the truck, and he did help. We all, the boys helped unload all the tools. And he walks to the front door and he stops and he looks on the ground at these shoes. And he shrugs his shoulders and just walks inside. (laughs) I'm like, motherfucker, just pick them up. It's like, how hard is it to do these little things? It's like, I don't know. It's, It's not gardening, for God's sake. You're just picking them up. But it's like, it's impossible. It's impossible to pick up a fucking thing. No, you got a teenage boy, that's all. I know, I know, I get it. It's just, it's... It's amazing how hard it is when you're a teenager to to put forth the effort mm. for something that is not paramountly important to you. Yeah. You know, it's like if there was like, I don't know, I don't even know if he'd pick up a dollar bill. Really? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. How, if you see change on the ground, you're going to pick it up? Mm. What's your, what's your, what's your standard? Nickel. Nickel? Yeah. I, I generally won't pick up a penny. Yeah. But if it's a nickel... I'm on it. Nice. Nickeling up. How about you? Yeah, it's fair. Nickel. I mean, there's been instances where, like, I'm walking out of a store and I have change, 
and actually drop like a dime or something like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, whoops, someone else can have it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking generous son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a quarter, no, you bet your ass I'm chasing it down. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's Aldi has that with the carts in the quarter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I'm feeling particularly fucking rich, <laughs> I'll just leave that cart right there. I won't even get my quarter out. Oh, nice. I'll just leave it there. It's like, I'm going to make somebody's fucking day. <laughs> They're going to get a quarter. <laughs> it's like, yeah, when I'm feeling my swag, my my swagger. Yeah. I'm surprised pennies are still a thing. I am too. And I, and I why? Okay. So let's, let's, let's think about this. Why the hell? Would we keep a penny around? Is it is it just because we have to make this right change? You know, yeah. we don't want to round yeah. it to the nickel every time. But I mean, what what other reason would there be to keep the pennies around? Yeah, I think people just like exacts. Like, okay, your sales tax is five and a half percent. It's taxes, bro. That's what it I is. Five and a half percent. Yeah, but if it was taxes, like you could just round up five and a half, rounded to up to the nearest nickel. Yeah, but that's a lot of math. Yeah. That's a lot of math. So if it's like maybe they just have to round their taxes up to six or down to five, you know, something like that. It wouldn't even be six. It'd have to be five or. Yeah, but that's totally dependent on what the cost of the item is. Like it would it would force retailers to round their product pricing. Everybody. Everybody to make something equal out to be whatever it is. So, how many millions and millions of dollars get made every year in the pennies? I'm going to say, so you're saying, like, so, if something is seven cents of those two cents worth of that seven cents, how much is made? Right. I think it's a lot. Yeah, oh, for sure. It equals, oh, it adds up. Yeah. Because it's like, it absolutely it's, adds like up. Like, how many things are 99 cents? Yeah. You know? Instead of 95, it's 99 because if you're going to spend 95, you're going to spend 99 and it's only four more cents. But if you spell, if you sell a million of them, are you talking about tax revenue or product pricing? Product pricing. Oh yeah, for sure. Like there are studies that you're more apt to buy something if it's like, actually if it's like 199 versus 189, your mind automatically goes to 89. Because you're getting a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Ten cents. It's that fucking dime. Yeah. But there's like some weird psychology shit about rounding down like that. What? But as far as like taxes go, like if retailers could charge whatever they wanted still, Mm -hmm. but the system was simply a blank, like right now, Wisconsin sales tax is five and a half percent. Or is that Sauk County? Sauk County. Sauk County. If the county sales Wisconsin, Wisconsin is is five point five. Yeah. Okay. So if the sales tax, whatever, like there's a little computer program when you type in something in a cash register. So if it's a dollar ninety nine, you know at the end of the day you're going to pay two o nine or two ten. So if the program was simply charge your five and a half and then round, like that feels like it could be doable. It's all going to be taxed. Like retailers could charge whatever they want. Some retailers already charge. Like specifically, so that with tax it equals out, but then you get the other ones that charge like a dollar ninety nine for soda, so you know it's going to be two dollars and ten cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of different ways. I think retailers that don't want to deal with tax, like the 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 off numbers, that's what they do. 
you know, and then other other places are just like it's in the in the program. They're just going to mm-hmm. do what they're going to do. They hit the button and whatever. But it's um, I think it would just be really, I think it'd be really difficult for people to wrap their head around yeah. for like a week, right? You know, for one week it would be fucking chaos. Like every restaurant, every grocery store, every gas station. Like look at gas stations. It's always forty nine, sixty nine, eighty nine. You know, point nine nine nine. You know, so all of those places would have to. Yeah, that would be the hard one. Is like the automatic stuff like that, like a gas station. Yeah, like you couldn't necessarily stop exactly on a five cent increment unless it went up you in can, five cent increments. Yeah, if if it, if it only measured in five cent increments, and you'd be able to stop on one. Yeah, you know, but it's like, but it, it would it would it'd be chaos for like a week, and then people get used to it. People would fucking bitch. And moan for a week, and See, then I I'm think after a week, it I'm would curious. Again, if if the add up is all after the fact, like at a cash register. So if you go in the grocery store, like your products, nothing is going to change. Little Debbie packs are still going to be a dollar eighty nine or whatever it is. It's really just at the end when you bring up. Yeah, but people wouldn't like that no? if it said a dollar eighty nine. But the but those but pennies don't exist. I think people would just be like, it would piss people off. Mm. Like, tell me That's what fair. the fucker's gonna cost. Either give me to a to a, a five or a zero. That's all I want to know, because I think that would piss people off. I think all the pricing would have to get changed. So maybe the chaos would last longer than a week. Because if you think about a grocery store and how many fucking prices you'd have to yeah, change on the shelves, to. oh my god. They could, like if you did it though, like implemented, like oh, this is going to be officially effective as of X date, but product pricing is going to slowly start a month I, ahead of time, so they have time to reprice. I think that piss people off. I think they'd have Maybe. to like. I think people are so used to their fucking way things are is the way they are that if they walk into a store, you know, how many people would walk into a store and be like, "But it says a dollar eighty nine, not a dollar Yeah, $1. but those 90. same people are going to have to deal with the fact that there's taxes right now. You're gonna you're gonna go to the store. You're gonna buy something for dollar eighty nine, and when you check out, it's gonna be two dollars. I know, but they they don't want to think about the part they can't see. They only want to think about what they can see. It's like if the fucking sign says a dollar eighty nine, it better cost a dollar eighty nine. If it costs any more than that, they're gonna be pissed. Then they're already gonna be pissed. There's already sales tax. I th- they I'm not they following can, your argument. Okay, sales tax is there already. They can wrap their head around the fact that they're going to get charged tax. They probably don't even know how much sales tax is. No, but it's going to. But they know that when they check out, the the price is going to be different than the price they saw. It at. I know, but they just like the bitch. It's like it's <laughs> like people who just like to bitch about shit. And if it says a dollar eighty nine, but they actually get charged a dollar ninety. So when they go to the register, yeah, and they and they bought their family size pack of M and M's for three eighty nine. But the the little screen at the register says three ninety. They're gonna be whoa whoa whoa. It said three eighty nine on the shelf. That's what they'll say. Yeah. So I'm just saying instead of like if you keep it at three eighty nine, and then where it says sales tax five and a half percent, forty two cents or whatever it is, it would just round the sales tax so that the bottom dollar comes out to be. Like if you said sales tax five and a half percent, I I feel what you're saying now. I give I get what you're saying now. I, yeah, that would be the way to handle it. The computer would do the math, right, to figure out where the rounding happens. Um, but do you? I mean, it would have to like round up and round down. 
Yeah, would you know, lot, within the the two point five cent yeah. range. Um, so would people just like look for all the things, or they would get the round Maybe. down portion of it? Maybe. You know, yeah. I think I think the way to go would just be to change all the prices on all the fucking items. I think retailers would eventually change their prices so that it you'd have to. Out. You'd have, to. but that's they could do that now even with sales tax the way it is. I don't know. It's doable. I know that it costs us more to make pennies than a penny costs. Yeah. And I have a shit ton of pennies. So I'm part of the problem. So you, <laughs> you, you are part of the problem, Kyle. What do you do with, what do you fucking do with a penny, dude? I don't know. You throw it in a fucking jar and then you take it to the bank and you put yeah, it in a change Yeah, it just takes you like three years to get enough pennies to take to the bank. I don't know. Some people really like pennies. They go through them, they get the dates, they look for anomalies and shit i think those people are few and far between my friend <laughs> they're all almost dead every one of them the coin collectors that look through pennies still the old wheat looking for wheat pennies and yeah misstamped pennies and shit like oh, that see that's a whole nother thing that i've never even thought about caring about because i don't you've never like ever been interested in coins coin collecting anything like that I like coins just to have coins. I like what do you, what big do you mean? coins. Like you get a Canadian uh, toonie. Yeah. That's a substantial coin. Oh, yeah. That feels like something. So I've got a couple of those. <laughs> That's the most amazing thing you've ever said. <laughs> what? I just ask like big coins. <laughs> I do. Like, uh, in fact, I have one. Hang on. I got to see this. What do you got? Let's let's see. Uh oh, what'd you fucking do? An old school silver dollar, man. Oh, nineteen seventy-two. Doesn't have any silver in it. I looked. No, but that's a, that's a substantial coin. That's an Eisenhower. That's in good shape, bro. That's a substantial coin, mm-hmm. though. It feels like something. Yeah. It feels like it's worth something. Yeah, I, I I feel that. I get that. So, like a Canadian toonie has that same feel to me. Plus, it has that cool like goldish inlay. They do have the cool gold, but they're not worth shit. No. Well, Tunis, what, two bucks? Well, two Canadian. bucks Canadian. Yeah. Canadian. Um, but, so, like, you've never looked at, like, the value of old coins or no. anything like that. It's just, like, if it's big, then you want it. It's because it feels substantial. So, yeah. do you, what do you do with it? Just, like, carry it around or what? No, I'm sitting in a fucking jar. <laughs> So why do you have it here? Huh? This one? Yeah. Because this one came, popped up in our teen center. So I swapped out a dollar because I wanted it. Oh, nice. So some kid brought it in. Yeah, some kid brought this in, bought a soda with it. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to give you a regular they dollar. They fucking totally swiped that from their folks. Probably. But I'm like, 1972 silver dollar. Nobody nobody goes around spending silver dollars anymore. No. Fuck nobody no. fucking That's does that. That's why I kept it. So it's like, where did he, where did this kid, he or she, get a silver dollar? I don't know. I tried. They bought a soda with it or two sodas. I'm like, just take a regular dollar and I'll take that one. Here's yeah. One. Well, there you go. I used to do that when I was. Um, do you remember when they came out with the gold dollar? The, the yeah, uh, those like uh, Sacagawea ones. Yeah, the Sacagawea ones. Yeah, yeah. Those I used to like hold on to those. Yeah, those were I have pretty a couple cool. of those. Yeah. Um, I had a friend of mine. He would go to the bank, and he would get like as many of them as he possibly could mm-hmm. and he'd cash them in and then he would um 
like they had to reconfigure the vending machines and stuff so they could take the 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 gold sack and we a dollar. Do you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because it was it a makes sense. It's a different weight, different size. Right. You got to you know they they reconfigured all the um, vending machines. But anyway, he used to collect them, and then he'd throw them in these. Uh, they would fit perfect in those. Um, the, remember those old style milk jugs with the little finger hole on them? Mm, yeah, he had some of those big ones, and they would fit in there. And he uh, he would throw them in there, and get them. And uh, he said he'd just wait until it was full. And so he's trying to fill it up. He says, "This retirement, I can't remember how much money in those was in there. It was a fuckload of money. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you know, it's one dollar. Yeah, there's got to be over a thousand of them in there. I bet. Yeah, I yeah." Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Those never really took off, though. They didn't. They didn't. I think because people don't want to carry change. Yeah, I think it's. I think it morphed. Cat, Which dollar bill is just lighter, easier to put in a bill fold. It is. It is. And it's interesting that Canada went the opposite way. Yeah. You know? But how long has Canada been that way? Like, did they go the opposite way, or did they just never go the other way? No, no, no. They, they went the opposite way. So they went and... They made more coins and less bills. So that's where um, the loonies and the toonies, mm-hmm. like, because um, when I took my trip through Canada in 17, 2017, not 1917, <laughs> just so everybody's clear, <laughs> um, the uh, women we met along the way were, were like, I heard more than, more than twice, more than three times, when they were complaining because... They always have their money in their purse, and all this fucking change is so mm, heavy in their yeah. purse, you know. And they're just like, it sucks, you know. It's like this lady's like, I got back problems because those stupid fucking coins now, and and everybody they were just not ex- pleased with all the mm. all the coinage that they got to deal with just because I mean, the weight of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, times are changing. Yeah. So well, so if everything goes digital currency, then it would be a really prime time to get rid of. Well, then it doesn't matter. Who cares about a penny at that point? Almost it. If you go to digital currency, then a penny almost means something because you don't have to carry it around. They don't have to produce it. Well, yeah, it's a fraction of a of a of a dollar of a yeah. So then it's just digits. Yeah, we're right. Yeah, yeah. But will people use their like digital currency like they do with the currency now, where it's like if you have point zero 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 one of of a of a Bitcoin or whatever. It's just like ah, I don't need that anymore. Flick it off to the side, or like, or do you just? How does that work? I don't know. Like, would you even care if you had an account with point zero 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 one bitcoins in it? Well, I don't know because Bitcoin. See, Bitcoin changes an actual like U.S. currency dollar value. That's the problem. I wonder if the day will ever come when one of those digital currencies actually stays the same. Like it, its value is its value is its value for more than a minute. You know? I wonder if I th- I wonder if it will do that only because the U.S. government digitizes their the Fed Reserve somehow. Mm. So the whole thing with the Federal Reserve is that it's backed by gold, right? Right. Or was was was. So there's some guarantee of value. So if they go digital. You can just, quote, print as much fucking money. Well, they can just print as much money as they want now anyways. What would happen with... So, 
Okay, here's a here's a mind thought for you. And we're not economists, so this is just you and me speculation. Oh, I'm fully an economist. You're fucking triple degreed. <laughs> so we're already like experiencing quite a bit of inflation this year. Yes. I think last month was another five. Five percent that yeah. they didn't think was gonna happen, but everyone knew it was gonna happen. So if they go digital currency, what's is there any chance that that's going to continue to go up? Because there's nothing backing it, it feels like. Like, how do you control a digital currency? How does, meaning, I can pull a dollar out, and there's at least, I mean, there's trillions and trillions of single dollar bills in circulation. Yep. But if it's a digital, if it's all digital, how do I know there's anything actually backing it? How can how do I know a computer hacker well, you don't, but there's isn't nothing, just forging and adding zeros to bank there's accounts? There's nothing backing a dollar. Yeah, it's, just, I, it, it's the same to me. It used to. I have another old school bill here. Hang on a second. Oh, you got some, what kind of fucking money you got hiding over there now? Show and tell day with Kyle Crosby. Okay, he has got a silver certificate here. Old school Yeah, turn your bill. mic on so everybody can hear you. Dollar used to be actually fucking backed by stuff. Uh, Silver, uh, apparently. Was this, this one, <laughs> did this one come through the snack box it too? It did. It did. You fucking liar. No, dude, seriously. Dude, I feel so bad. Like, these kids are fucking... That's why I'm not taking it to the bank. I know, but it's like somebody's somebody was like, hmm. Hey, honey. Where's my dollar? Didn't we have a silver certificate in the little knickknack box up here? My grandfather gave that to me. Yeah. It's well, like, it's still here. If if a teen ever came back and said, "Yeah, I stole my mom's silver certificate dollar," it's in my office. Give me my dollar back. You can have yours. And actually, I looked it up. It's not worth anything. Anything more than a dollar? Yeah, yeah. It's like a well, it is, but it's like twenty cents. Oh, so it's worth a dollar twenty. Yeah, dude, that's more than your that's, nickel. That's so. four fucking nickels, man. <laughs> it's serious. So what? <clears throat> I, I see what you're saying with what's backing it. And it's like, ultimately, the, the only thing that it's, there's nothing backing it, but no. there's nothing backing what we got really now either. No, not anymore. You know, it's right. like the, what's backing it is, is the understanding that everybody else in the world understands that this is a dollar. Yeah. You know, that's it. Like if you didn't see it as a dollar and half of our country only saw it as 50 cents, well, then it's fucking then there's chaos because nobody really knows what right. it's worth anymore. That's where like, and I, with, with a digital currency, there's the algorithm that limits how much is out there. Like the Bitcoin, they said there's only so much Bitcoin that can be mined. Like there's a, yeah, there's a limit with a legit digital currency, like right. Bitcoin. But what, I mean, sorry, how about all the fucking shit that's getting hacked these days? Yeah. Who's to say you can't hack this legit digital currency and all of a sudden just like, oh, I'm going to fucking drop a million Bitcoin in my account this week right. because I figured out the loophole. Right. You know, you know, somebody's going to do it. It's not impossible. Yeah. Like nothing anymore when it comes to hacking and shit is impossible. And so, yeah, and that's, so that's the part like we don't want over government regulation but if you, but if all of a sudden we all decide that that's worth a dollar, and we have, have decided your silver certificate, whether it's a silver certificate or not, is worth a dollar, but somebody's going to counterfeit it, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to figure out ways to make sure we can tell if something's fake or not. Right. With digital currency, 
how do you tell if it's fake or not? Yeah. You know, if you say you've got Bitcoin on your on your in your bit wallet on your phone and you wave it in front of the cash register, who's gonna tell you whether it's digital or whether it's counterfeit or not? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's it's just gonna get more and more tricky as time goes on. And there's just gonna be more and more ways to like tweak the system or try to get around right you know even if even if u.s currency if they go away from cash it's still gonna be u.s currency but if they digitize it right yeah so basically essentially that would mean everything's out of a bank and a debit card yeah maybe not even a debit card right but it's a little chip in your some palm of your hand it was (laughs) serious super future it's gonna that i don't think that's far away at all really no i don't i do not i think then why the You're, fuck are we still watching movies in 4K? <laughs> because if it gets better, then it gets shittier. We've already discussed it. No, but I was, hey, going back to that conversation, I was going to say, I wonder if the trend of movie watching is going to be like VR, where everyone has headsets. I I hope not, because like when I watch a movie with people, like I like to see the reactions yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, you just kind of, but I don't know. I think that's going to be the, the trend. You think so? Like I everybody's going to watch a, a VR headset. Yep, and I think people are going to love it. No, t- you're no TV in it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get it. Like you'll be able not to, to like not to sidetrack this back to an original conversation, but go ahead. We can do what the fuck we want. Yeah. Like 3D movies when they came out, they yeah. sucked, right? Did so, you ever see a 3D movie? 3D movie? I did. I, oh, I've seen a lot of them, but only one out of all the 3D movies I've seen I liked. Yeah. One. Like, usually they're like, eh. Do you know which one it was? What? Do you watch 3D movies? Have no, you seen them I've when seen they come a out? couple. Which ones have you seen? Um, Something with a Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it was called. It wasn't a good movie. <laughs> Something with a Kraken. That sounds like a, like some kind of fucking bad. Oh, what the fuck was it? Something with a kraken. It was. They were like uh, gods and kraken. The fuck was it? I don't know. I don't even remember gods, what it's called, dude. Gods and kraken. <laughs> the word kraken is cracking me up. It's kraken. It's it's the one where he does the stereotypical unleash the kraken. What's what yeah. movie is that? I don't know. Some fucking. It was Poseidon shit or something? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a great movie, okay. honestly. And I don't know if it wasn't a great movie because the 3D sucked. But my eyes, something with my eyes, like, I really struggle to see 3D. Okay. With the glasses, like yeah, the yeah, little yeah. red and green shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it doesn't doesn't do much for me. It just kind of gives me a headache, and it looks grainy. Mm-hmm. So I watched, I think I watched one of the Thor movies in okay. 3D. Because they're like, ooh, released in 3D, fucking blue. Just sucked. If they don't make a movie specifically designed for 3D. Oh, for sure. Then it's don't fucking watch it in 3D. Like they remaster it for 3D. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. But I watched Avatar in 3D, and that motherfucker was on point. Okay. That was legit 3D. Like I'm in the theater watching this, and like you know Avatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when those little fucking white thingies. Those little parts of the fucking Awa tree are floating down around you. I was like looking over my shoulders. Yeah. That's what it felt like. I was like, motherfucking shit's landing on me. Nice. <laughs> like it was fucking awesome. Yeah. That's think, the only one ever though. I think the only good 3D experience I had was as a kid at like Disney World. 
they had like a ride or an experience that was 3D mm. and it was designed specific and it was exactly that. It, maybe it was more like, I don't know what uh, the term is when they have like other things, but like it was 3D raining. So they misted down That's on called you. 4D. Okay, 4D. So it was a 4D experience, but yeah. I guess the 3D part was actually good in that too. Mm-hmm. And like your seat, like felt like things would run underneath you and stuff. Yeah. Like that. that was cool. Yeah, uh, uh, Noah's Ark did that. Okay. They had a SpongeBob SquarePants 4D experience. And you walk into this. It's like a big fucking pole shed. But, yeah, yeah you sit down and fucking air would blow on you yeah, and yeah, water yeah, would yeah. mist in you. Sure. And, like, your seat would rumble a little bit and shit. And it was, like, it was pretty neat. Yeah. yeah there's some. That's almost like a fucking ride, though. Yeah. You and know? that's, that's, How that's do you, the thing. That's more of a ride. Could you imagine everybody having a 4D experience in their home? They got a 4D chair. So everybody's watching movies. That's how you're going to watch movies from now on. You get down and you sit in your chair and it's got all the fucking shit happening around you and you feel it like Jurassic Park. They're going in the fucking jungle yeah. and they're flying. All of a sudden your chair's bouncing all over the That'd fucking be cool. place. It'd be expensive. It'd be, it'd be cool. It'd be expensive, but it would, it would be like, oh, so stimulating. Yeah. Would, so that's my... So that's the thing. Like, if movies go to virtual reality, mm-hmm. okay. Let me ask, first. Let me ask the question: When you watched a three D movie, were you immersed in the movie? I was. That the Avatar, I was. Yeah. So, the whole sit on a couch and watch the movie in three D isn't necessarily a great argument for not having virtual reality. In that case, because you're so immersed in it, right? Yep. So if you're the kind of person that gets immersed in a movie, and you put on a VR headset, which Honestly, I've never experienced, but you have playing Walking Dead. Yep. And it was legit movie graphics. Yeah. And it was made in such a way like you would look around and you are full movie set. You're in the movie. Yeah. Now they'd have to do it so like the movie still just happens in front of you. I think like like I don't think you want people You have on to pay v- attention. VR to like have to look around for like the next scene like there's a T-Rex behind you. Just look. <laughs> but yeah, well, like in say, let's say in an Avatar, or say okay, Jurassic Park, when you hear the fucking boom, yeah, boom, and the fucking water in a cup, boom, it's fucking coming through. I like that boom. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look over your shoulder, and you see the fucking T Rex running towards the jeeps, mm. you know, yeah, that'd be pretty fucking dope. That'd be I'm gonna cool. say that'd be pretty fucking dope. I mean, see, but that would be. That's a different experience. I think, I don't know. I feel like that could be the way of movies. It, it, yeah, it could be. But you would certainly lose the sit on a couch bullshit while having a movie on. Yeah, you'd have to still like, you know, first off, like you said, be very expensive. Yeah. So only a select few people would be able to do it. You know, I mean, it, it could become mainstream eventually, but, you know, it'd take a while. Um, and then you would only do it for certain things. Like, you know, if you're just for movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you're not going to watch football like that. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like, it's, um, I don't know. You, there's enough cameras. Yeah, for sure. There's enough cameras in football games anymore. Like in, in yeah. sporting games, there's so Wouldn't many. Wouldn't that fucking, be fucking crazy if you're like, they had cameras on individual helmets and like, pick your player. Oh yeah. And your virtual reality just got to like be in the helmet. Oh, of that shit's going to happen. A fucking player? Yeah, that's going to happen. You could just see the point of view of the player. Yeah. It's like, see the juke moves and stuff, and oh, fuck, yeah, that would be amazing. You'd miss a lot, but yeah. 
Like if you're a wide receiver and all you're doing is running a fucking round, <laughs> and you're not getting targeted. Yeah, but so, so you could do playback though. Yeah. You could do playback to each individual camera while you're watching the game. And then it's like, of course, they're going to do it on TV too if you're watching it on right. television. But if you had the VR, then you could just mm. do loop, back it up. See, dude, we player. get some good fucking ideas on here. NFL, <laughs> you heard it here first, right. All right? VR, helmet style, even if it's select players, QB, running back. Oh, yeah. Maybe a couple. You'd have re- receivers, yep. quarterback, running back, tight end, you know, and then at least one one lineman. Yeah, on, yeah on, that's what I mean. Like yeah. if, if it's like a key couple of players. Yeah. One lineman on each side, a linebacker. Yeah. You know, and, and like, you know, they would only, it's like doing the mic'd up thing, you know? Right, right, you right. Know, you'd only pick like, uh, uh, maybe they could vote who gets to have the camera on them that, mm. that game. But, you know, the retrofit for the helmets, I mean, you'd have to, like, fucking, that'd have to be some heavy-duty tech to be able to take a beating like that. Yeah. I feel like it would be if you, I feel like you could protect it. I'm sure you could. I'm just saying, like, it'd just have to be some solid yeah, tech. That'd be a fucking mind fuck if you're, like, watching point of view and the camera gets smashed and just goes Oh, black. my God, yeah. It's just like, oh, I, I, now I've got a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we digressed. No, it's a fucking awesome idea. I like it. God. I like it a lot. What? At some point, someone's going to take our ideas, and we're gonna actually going to make money. No, I think someone's going <laughs> to fucking just steal them and run with it, and be like, yo, guys, thanks for the idea. Peace. Peace out. <laughs> I'm going to space. This has been in works for a while. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay, what were we talking about before we digressed? I have no Digital f- currency. Yeah, we are talking, we talking about money. So... I was listening to a, another podcast, and this guy was talking about how he had uh, um, traveled to like this this African village with these pygmies, and he had uh, uh, and they hunt with dogs. So he he strapped a GoPro to a dog. Okay. And and and, and this pack of dogs was like hunting animals in the in like the the fucking jungle. And I now I got I want to, he's got it's a documentary somewhere he's got it on you can find it I think his name's David Cho, um, but that would be such a fucking crazy point of view, yeah you know it's like because it's this it's not only is it is it like you're not in control of where the camera's going, but it's not even a human right so it moves differently than humans move and it like uh, reacts and and uh. You can hear the sounds and, the, and like the rustling. I, I think it's, I haven't looked it up yet, but it sounds like it'd be super interesting to watch. Um, so you ever watch those, um, those ones where they'll like put a camera on a bird? Nope. No. Or they'll like, it's kind of like a drone, but it's like when it's on a bird and it just takes it up or like, um, you ever seen the videos where like a monkey steals somebody's cell phone when it's. Uh, taking video or something <laughs> no no these people will go to like thailand or something and okay. they'll do taking videos and these monkeys will fucking jump right out of the trees and steal shit from people right on i like it they'll fucking grab them and take off and then they'll they'll retrieve it eventually but they'll got this video of this fucking monkey flinging through the trees and swinging around and it's just so it's interesting to be immersed in the movements of something that's not mm. human you know like how they move and yeah. how fluid they are it's just fucking cool so that would be like another level of VR is to 
like if you could strap like a a fucking 360 camera to like a, a like a top of a fucking shark and then you could just watch it in VR and you could look in front of you and behind you and you can see the fucking tail and you can turn around and see the head and all of a sudden it's like I'm fucking attacking some shit like that would be fucking crazy when they do the jump out of the water you know what I'm saying yeah i know what you're saying be fucking wild wait do sharks jump fuck yeah they fly I don't know if I've ever watched a video of a shark jumping. You never seen like the great whites when they attack a seal in the water and they come the whole body comes flying out of the water? Every time you you're, as you're giving me this image, I feel like I've, it's a whale every time I see it. No, bro, fucking shark week. I've probably seen it Check just it out. pay attention. I've never watched Shark Week. Never? No. Do you do you not like sharks? I don't mind sharks. Okay. I'm just not infatuated with them. Fucking powerful, man. For sure. There's this, uh, just the other day I watched this video of this great white. So they like, uh, they did this bait thing. It wasn't like a real animal, but it looked like a big seal. And they baited it and it was like floating on the water. Okay. And this fucking shark, they said it's like 20 feet long, something like that, flying out of the water. And it's just like this huge mass of muscle. And it's like full airborne out of the water, completely cleared the surface of the water. Hmm. This massive shark. It's like, oh, my fucking God. That is a killing machine. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that fucks with that anywhere. Like, well, that's cool. That's why they're kings. No, not kings. What are sharks considered? <laughs> cool, cool story, bro. Like, you hear a lion, and it's like, oh, this is the king of the jungle. Yeah. What's the term for sharks? It's just a fucking shark. I don't know. It's just a fucking shark. Yeah, man, right? Um, King of the sea. There, I don't know. There's a there's a quote. Um, there's a uh, how's it fucking go? Um, it's like uh, uh, you don't see sharks going around trying to tell everybody they're a shark. It's like it's Monday, bitch. They swim around and bite shit and eat shit and kill shit because they're a fucking shark or something mm. like that. Oh god, I'm gonna have to look it up because it's one of my favorite shark quotes because it's basically just alluding to. Um, like, don't be some, you know, you don't have to like, just, just go fucking be you and kick sure, ass. Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to have to look it up. All right. You look it up. I'm One of my favorite. You ever seen the movie pool hall junkies? I think I've asked this before. Um, yeah, you talked about it because you said you watched it in the basement or something. Yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. So yeah. there's a, it's kind of a B rate movie, but Christopher Walken's in it. And, uh, he, at the end, like this culmination of everything, he gives this speech to this guy who's playing a game of pool. And it's kind of like that. He's like, you ever watch the documentary on lions? Guy goes, yeah. And he goes, seen the one where the lion, he's the king of the jungle, huge man. He's laying there and he's hot. And uh, his cubs are jumping all over him because they want to play and they're biting his ears, but he's hot and he doesn't want to move. So he just lays there. And then his lioness comes all over him, wants to get, with them but he's too hot so he just lays there and all the other animals they see it so they start getting a little braver and braver and all these hyenas and jackals start encroaching on the lion's territory and eating his food and laughing at him and nipping and one day the lion gets up and tears the shit out of everybody (laughs) because every once in a while the lion has to show the rest of the jungle who the fuck he is (laughs) it was like (laughs) it wasn't a really inspirational thing but it was so awesome at the same time i liked it I like it too, and I think that's pretty much what the whole yeah. It's like everybody needs to fucking know. Yeah, I'm a fucking shark or I'm a fucking lion. Yeah, did you find the quote? I didn't find it. I couldn't find what it. What the, the hell? I know. I'm 
You know, I was talking to Bill last night. Yeah. And he's just like, want to buy a solar panel? Maybe, maybe I could be your PR person. I'm like, I don't need a fucking PR person. I need someone sitting here to look shit up for me when I can't <laughs> think of it, motherfucker. That's what I need. Bill, are you trying to change your job title? I know. No, fucking doesn't show up to fucking work anyway. Why haven't we fired his ass? I know why. Because he's still got the highest rated podcast <laughs> episode on our, on our fucking feed. Can't fire him. We get in trouble. We get canceled. I mean, I've been thinking about this. We could, I mean, we could make a Facebook page, kind of like the conversation. But if we, I don't want to fucking share it. Well, that's the uh, Facebook page. Or something. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, it's, where else are you going to do it? But. Yeah, I know. It's uh um listen, you ten people listening, maybe three people, just share this with your friends. Be our be our PR people for us. There you wow, go. that's a step right there. I think that's the first time we've like ever it. asked anybody to share it. I put it in the show notes all the time. Do you oh like second paragraph, like hey, if you like it, share it. Is it like part of the one that's like it's the same? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I read that the first time, but then I just read your show notes are fucking witty, dude. Witty? Witty, yeah, man. I, you I prefer some- whimsical. <laughs> If your show notes are whimsical, nobody want to read your softcore porn. Fucking show <laughs> Maybe notes. We get more listens. <laughs> fucking Kyle's getting whimsical on the show notes. I don't oh, know. I appreciate that though. No, they they are. They're witty. I like them. It's like you got some. Depends good, on how much time I want to put liners and yeah. Do you like? Do you like sit there with a pencil? Like, nope. And a piece of paper going. Hmm, what do I say on this one? I don't no, like- I usually sit there and I hit upload on the episode, and then my internet sucks, so it takes like an hour. Then by the time I come back and it's actually uploaded, I'm like, okay, I got to fucking type something. I don't have to. I could just leave it blank. That'd be weird, though. I like it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Can't leave it blank. So I just, do you eat ice when you're drinking? Drink like when you finish your drink, do you yeah. eat the ice? Yeah. So I'm on, I'm, hi, my name's Ike. Um, Kyle and I have this podcast and. I'm still new to this because I just took a mouthful of fucking ice in the middle of the podcast. And I thought about, what are you going to do now? Crunch up your fucking ice <laughs> into the microphone, you fucking dumbass. So then I let it melt in my mouth and be like, roll, roll, roll. Bro, listen to Whiskey Night. Oh. <laughs> I choked on ice. <laughs> Whiskey Night was a fucking night. Oh, dude. So- <laughs> oh, dude, what? Okay, me and my buddy, Bob. Bob, hey Bob. Bob's a fucking awesome dude. And actually, I asked Bob if he wanted to be a, uh, on one of the episodes because he's 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 a, he's a more right leaning guy like you, mm-hmm. and he is super fucking passionate about politics. Okay, it's like he he gets into it. So I think it'd be super interesting because he's like, See, well, I don't get into it. He does though. I yeah. know. I'm just saying. Like it was. It's interesting. So him and I were having conversation. I I haven't seen him like. We fucking see him like once every six months or okay, something. Okay, sure. Fucking amazing, amazing man. Just fucking put it out there. One of my favorite people. Um, it's funny how that works sometimes. People you don't see very often is still like one of your favorite people. Yeah. But him and I have been through some shit together. Really fucking good dude. Um, so where we meet down a vintage brewing company in mm, Sox City. Yeah. yeah. And you got to have some food, have a couple beers, shoot the shit, you know, and so we're sitting there and we're talking about politics and we're talking about family and we're talking about marriage and we're talking about kids and all this shit. And like, we're just in a deep conversation yeah, right on. and it's fucking awesome. Right. And there's, I don't know, there's 75 people around us and we don't fucking care. We're just bam, bam, bam. We're hitting on topics and just like, just loving. It. So the bar starts, it's like, 
dinner dinner hours over. And so like the bar starts to clear out a little bit. And it's a Wednesday night, so it's not busy. It was busy when we got there. It was like mm-hmm. an hour and a half wait, which is fucking crazy. Um, but as it starts to thin out a little bit, I'm sitting there talking to Bob. And this fucking dude, I don't, we don't know him. He kind of like walks up all nonchalant. And he just sits down next to Bob with his old-fashioned in his hand. And he looks at me and he raises his glass to me. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man. And he's like, hey, I just, just want to say, like, I was watching you guys from over there. You guys like some fucking cool dudes, man. <laughs> I just wanted to just, like, come and sit by you if that's cool. So he was having a good time. He was having a good night. He was, having, he was with some other people that already left. Oh, damn. Okay. And he's like, he goes, you guys are having this. Some fucking cool conversation, man. It's like you guys look like fucking cool guys. And oh, you don't have to talk to me. I was just gonna fucking hang out here and just like listen. You don't have to, <laughs> like you and pretend like I'm not even here. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Bob and I look at each other, and Bob raises his eyebrows. He's like, oh man, I know, I know that look. It's like I'm being a pest, <laughs> and he's fucking wasted. Totally wasted. Yeah, and. It's like, okay, what's your name, dude? And he's like, my name's Adam, man. It's like, what's your name? And I told him and Bob and this and that. He's like, you guys are just, this is what the world fucking needs, man, is fucking conversations, you know? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, if you like conversations, you should listen to Kyle and I the conversation. <laughs> the pitch. The, and, and it's like, I don't really talk about our podcast a hell of a lot. Um, but I, but this, I kind of want to get rid of this guy. And so I'm like, if you like conversations, instead of sitting here eavesdropping on ours, listen to this, you might like it. And he's like, I don't like that fucking technology shit, man. Yeah. So anyway. So we need a live audience. I I wrote it on a napkin and I slid it over to him. And he takes it and he goes, my name's Adam, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, this is our fucking key. So he was watching us have a conversation from across the bar. Yeah. And at some point, he decided, I'm just going to go talk to those dudes. Right. And on, on right. some level, I think it's, like, pretty cool. That's sure. all right, you know. It just happened to be that he is super fucking wasted. Right. But it was, and this isn't the first time it's happened to me where I've been having a conversation with somebody, and someone else saw me and whoever having a conversation was compelled enough to make a point to say, it's so great to see people. It's so deep in conversation, mm. you know, um, like almost like it's a rare thing. Yeah. You know, like for, for two people to sit there, I mean, and to get lost in a conversation and be animated and, and you can laugh and you can get a little upset and all these different emotions that can happen and still like really, truly enjoy yourself. And I think that's why we hit a thousand listens. Because people like really good, solid conversations, and we don't have them anymore. Sure. You know, how many deep, solid conversations do you get into? Yeah, honestly, not much. Not many. So, I'm like, okay, I'll talk I'll talk to Sam, but on like, just on a pure, honest level, we've been kind of surface 
mm-hmm. for a little bit. But I mean, it's just both are tired with work, both are tired with the boys, and by the time a day is done, it's like, hey, how was your day? Good. Yeah, you know, I I feel that I feel that it's a strange thing, right? What happens when when uh, you kind of um, what does it take? To, to get into that depth of conversations, does it take being removed from all the other stuff to like get away from the duties and the, and like the house and the, and the kids and the dog and, yeah. and all the surface shit. Cause yeah. all the, I mean, not saying there's not depth to those individual things, but that's all like in order to be able to handle it, it's all surface stuff. Yeah. You know, you, it's a task go to day to day and you, and you sit down and you've, you fucking make your coffee in the morning and the coffee maker breaks. So it's like, we can talk about the broken coffee maker, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. shit like that. But the yeah. F- and it's, it's a little weird with like spouses, right? Or significant others. You live with them, presumably you see them every day. And like the kind of conversations we have, I don't know if we could have daily. I feel like we'd run out of things to say at some point or stories to tell. And so I guess my question, my, like the thought in my mind is when, when you're with someone for so long and you see them every day, it's not that you don't want to have those deep conversations, but at some point it's like you're just re-talking about things that you've already talked about. Yeah, I mean, you got a great point. I mean, when you when you like, you th- like you think about like people filling out dating apps, like likes to have deep conversations and, yeah. and like sit out and look at the stars and stuff like that, it's like... I don't know. I still think there's a lot of room for deep conversation. Well, I, yeah, I think there is as well. I just think it's harder. It's it is. It's way harder. Because, it's, and also because like half the things that you want to spark a conversation on, like you've ex- you experienced together. Like I think back to we talked about your road trip for so much. Like, mm-hmm. would we be having that same conversation if you and me went on a road trip and we experienced it together? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we were already there together on it. Like we don't have to unless we're going to do like a review and a breakdown of it, are we going to have deep conversations on meanings of it? I don't know. I would, I, I, I think so. I think so because we each have our own perspective on each part of the experience. Okay. So True. I think there's levels of like, there are things I'm going to notice and things you're going to notice in those experiences. Like you and I have deep conversations about our weekend campouts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and oftentimes those conversations run off into tangents about, you know, uh, growing up and, and, and like the energy of youth and then new experiences and what that feels like and being scared. And it always kind of tangents. And I think that's the thing where, um, maybe with spouses and significant others, we feel like we know each other so well that it's like, what are we going to, what new are we going to add to the conversation? Maybe. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that, Maybe that's one of the things about relationships where they'll get a little mundane. The conversation gets a little mundane after a while because you've already talked about life and death and right. and aliens and and stars and all the all the things that you want to talk about that are like deep meaningful conversations. But I don't know. I was I had a conversation with Stephanie last night. We were talking, we were sitting by the fire, and it doesn't happen nearly as often as it used to. And to your point, it's, it's you're absolutely accurate. Um, and and I was talking about oh the we were talking about the the vision thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I said um, something along the lines of like, 
So how often do we, like, what does it mean to like gaze off into the distance? Like, cause in order to strengthen our eyes, we're going to look way far away and all that. I'm like, but you really have to be, um, intent or it's got to be intentional to gaze off into distance. And so if you're going to gaze off into the distance, what does that mean? Like you have to take the time to do it. So that mm-hmm. means you can't be thinking about anything else. And so you really got to be taking the space. And how often do we take the time to really just like fucking gaze off, off into the distance? Like it's rare, right? Because yeah. we're always so fucking busy. And well, so, and differentiating gazing and staring off into the distance. Well, but it, it, it's like you have to. No, I just say that to, like I just say that because like I'll find myself, quote, staring off in the distance, but really like everything is blurry and I'm just oh, blindly staring. Yeah, you're like, like I'm not actually paying attention to what I'm yeah, staring you're, at. Yeah, you're you're not. Yes, absolutely. You're you're, you're doing a Walter Mitty. You're kind of like <laughs> a Walter. Yeah, you're doing a Walter. Um, Anyways, sorry. anyway, you know it's fine. So, but it's like when you when you take the time to gaze off into the distance, it's very intentional. You're being aware that you're you're separating yourself from everything mm-hmm. else that's going on, and she's like, "Whoa, that's deep," you know. And it's like, yeah, we used to have deep conversations a lot, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, but now it's like, how? Yeah, how was your day? Right. And, you know, all you had that thing today to do. How did that go? And is that part of the like, um, connection breakdown that people have with marriages, where it's like you don't have those deep feeling conversations as often? I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you come home and you're just mentally exhausted and it's like, I just want to shut my brain off. But I think that it's a lot easier when you take yourself out of like your normal element. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so Sam and I went on a date maybe a month ago now and we actually had a really great, I mean, it sucked because we couldn't find a place to eat. Because we did this last minute. Um, but we had a really good conversation the whole time. But we were out in an, away from them. We had a babysitter. I think Sam's mom was watching the boys. Mm-hmm. And it was we were able to just, it was just us. And we weren't at home cleaning the kitchen or right. doing something like that. Yeah. Like for us too, like we come to a studio and it's almost ingrained in our my mind right now. Like, you know, when you, uh, what's the thing? Like. You're supposed to do only certain things at certain places. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that that's what you do. Like, when you walk through the door to this room, this yeah. is what we do. When we sit at this table in this studio, mm-hmm. we talk. Yep. And it's almost like, click. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's a lot easier to do that here than, let's say, if this setup was in my basement of my house. Oh, yeah. I mean, for you. For me. For, for for me, it would, it, it, yeah. Because if I went to your, stu- your basement, it'd be like, oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Or if we took a one of your Airbnb rooms and we turn that into a studio, we would not, I don't think we'd have the same conversations. Maybe because it's a little separated from your house. Yeah, I think we probably would in a situation like that. We would probably be able to pull it off. But yeah, I, I but, get what you mean. But we, we remove ourselves from elements. Like there are no distractions right now. Yeah. It's me staring at you and you staring at me. Yeah. I'm staring into your eyes. Yeah. Well, one of them's always squinty. So. <laughs> Squ- I have that too. Not as bad as me. I can look at your eyes right now, and you do not have a squinty eye. It's not yours. Which which one is yours? Is squinty? I'm looking at I your think eyes. It's the right one. Maybe just a little. Yeah. Do you have people out there? Do you have squinty eye? I have my one my left eyelid sometimes like it droops. It fucking pisses mm. me off. Like there's times when I don't know if it's when I'm tired or not. You ever have that? 
Not where my eye droops. I have it where it like twitches. No, my fucking eye twitches. You just fucking twitch your face. It's so fucking funny. Blah. Anyway, <laughs> so I'll look in the mirror. I don't know if it's, I don't even can't even tell you what time of day it is, but there's times when if I'm, I don't know if I'm tired, but I'll look in the mirror and my left eyelid will just be like, it just be like a, a, a little bit down. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> just go back to where you're supposed go to. Up, I'm like, go up. Blinking my eyes and shit. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, I don't want it to like, cause it's like, what's going on with my eyelid? You know, it's like, why, like, I don't know, is it, am I getting, is it because I'm getting older? My eyelids, like, giving, uh. slowly giving up. It's like the fucking losing the fight, man. I can't, I can't do it. My muscles are, are depleting or some normal. shit. They but look it's, good right now. Yeah. They, <laughs> fucking weird, man. Bodies are fucking body. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know you what the fuck. So Speaking anyway. Bodies, hey, can we take a quick break? Yeah, we can take a break. All right, we're going to go take a break to take care of our bodies. Bye. <laughs> Ch-ch-ch-changes. That's what it does. Oh, yeah. I. So, uh. <laughs> so, so, so Kyle's going to break out his, so, uh, deep voice. And a bottle of water. Kyle, hey, we're back. Where's your water bottle today? I forgot it. Damn it. I know. But I have this fridge full of waters. I know. I'm just... Trying to keep you saving the planet. No, I appreciate that. I thought I've been really good since I received that bottle. You have been excellent about it. But uh, it was not in the cards this morning. I forgot. Yeah, I get it. I knew I forgot, but after I left the house. And I was only like less than a block away. Yeah, but you don't want to turn but around. I don't want to turn around. I get it. I get it. I don't I don't like doing that either unless it's really something important. Yeah. There's something about having to turn around and go back. You're almost admitting that you fucked up. Yeah. It's like ah, uh, like I'm not gonna give in to the fact that I that I fucked up. It's like no, I'm just gonna keep going. Just <laughs> pretend like it never happened. I'll figure it out. So I used to, I used to always have this fear that I left my garage door open. And so my I have an attached garage. Yeah. So if I leave the garage door open, my house is fully accessible. Um, and frankly, there's much shit in my garage. And so I used to always honestly. Like, get down the block and be like, fuck, did I close the garage door? And I'd turn around and I'd drive past my house. I'm like, yep, or nope, click it. Mm-hmm. So then, I think it was for Father's Day last year, or maybe my birthday, I got this thing that you hook up to your Wi-Fi and you connect it to your garage door and you put a sensor on it. And then there's an app. So I can just look in the app and see if my garage door is closed. And I can open and close it from an app, too. It's been a game changer for wow. me. Wow. It's not even like new technology. It's super old technology, but it's a game changer. Like, oh, let me just look. Yep, closed it. It's amazing how those little things that can cause us so much anxiety, you know, that that it's worth like, like I couldn't give a fuck less. Yeah. Like, eh, it's open, eh, whatever. But for you, this one specific thing, really can cause you a lot of anxiety. Yeah, dude. And so it's you how 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 awesome it is to have this one little piece of tech that can alleviate all this anxiety in you. Yeah. It's, it's fucking cool. Investment. It's fucking cool. $30 well spent. Yeah. I mean, you could have spent $5,000 going to therapy to figure out why you <laughs> have this anxiety about the garage door opener, but you can spend $30 and then 
Done. Done and done. Yeah. Who needs therapy? Nope. Just fucking technology will fix it. Exactly. Just retail see, convenient therapy. Route. Convenient route. Yeah. See, don't turn around. Just fucking figure out a, a, a different way. Watch. Yeah. Look at your. It's on your wrist? Yeah, dude. I can check it on my wrist. Motherfucker. That's even better. I know. And Jeez. I can just click it and it'll, it'll open up. Yeah. And you can set schedules. So oh, if the garage door is open past 10 o'clock, it'll automatically close. Yeah. It's fucking the bomb giggity. The bomb giggity. Yeah. When has it been the giggity? I thought it was diggity. Maybe it is. Giggity's family guy? The um, creepy guy in, is it family guy where it goes giggity, giggity, giggity? Yeah, I think that's what it is. The bomb diggity is like, like bomb diggity is like an old like song, rap, right? rap song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, see, I'm not cultured. I don't know this stuff. Uh, maybe you're just, you're, you're your own culture. I'm me. You're, you're Kyle. You're Kyle culture. So I'll do some weird stuff here. Like, not creepy weird, but like funny weird. And some of the kids at work will be like, you're kind of weird. I'm like, I know. Isn't it great? Because normal is so freaking boring. Normal's fucking boring. Yeah. So. What do you do that's weird? I'll just go. I'll walk up. and be like, what you doing? I'll just act <laughs> funny. Like, over the top. That's all. I, I'll fucking, with my kids and their friends and shit. I'll I'll tell like blatant fucking blatant fucking tall tales. Yeah. Just to see if I can get them to believe me. And if I can fucking sell it well enough and they believe me, then I'll be like, no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> and, and and it's like, why do you do that? I it's like know. I don't know. I do that all the time. Fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's According just... to the if the kids ask, my birthday is on February thirtieth. Yeah. Because haven't you ever heard of a double leap year? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a thing. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. And it's why do why do we do that shit? Just to see if we can get away with it? Yeah, I don't know. It's from like, my mom's side of the family. We're on the Mine inside is. joke. My mom's great at it, too. So I, I'm i I'm a smart ass with family all mm-hmm. the time. And, uh, and so, I don't know. It's funny. And my mom will buy into this. Not buy into it. She'll assist. So there was one day I was with the teens. And I forgot what we were talking about. I'm like, you know I'm Canadian, right? They're like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. And I was selling it hard. And I was telling them locations. I'm like... Do you seriously not believe me? And they're like, nope. So I'm like, all right, check this out. So I pulled up my phone and I called my house. And it clearly says on my phone, home. Mm-hmm. And I put it on speaker and my mom answered. I'm like, mom. And I didn't even give her any precursor to this. I'm like, mom, would you please tell these kids that I was born in Canada? They do not believe me. And she went, she rolled with the punches. Fucking awesome. Right Kyle's mom. I love and it. Like, Wait, what? You are actually Canadian? And then it took him like a month until I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking Canadian. <laughs> So they'll like never trust you. No, no, for sure. No, they're never gonna trust you. That's that's what I've found is that the, that's the downfall <laughs> is that when you really want to be serious to them, you're like, oh, I don't know if he's fucking around are you or being not. Serious? Yeah. Are you being serious? Do you really want us to, to do this thing? It's like, yeah, I just fucking told you that. And it's like, yeah, you also said you were Canadian, <laughs> so I don't know about that. We um, we were talking a little bit about telling people about podcasts, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, so my wife had her family over. This was last weekend. And they all came over. We did like a little potluck thing. And um, her cousin has a little girl. So Lincoln and uh, her name's Leanne were playing. And everyone was sitting around having a good time. And somehow it got brought up. Oh, did you podcast this morning? And I was like, yep. And one of them was one of the people sam's cousin she goes oh what would you guys talk about i just looked at her like i don't know if i want to tell you what we <laughs> talked about <laughs> what'd she say she's like 
do I just have to listen? I'm like, you don't have to listen either. <laughs> so there, there are people you don't want to listen to the podcast? Yeah. Yeah? Who? I don't know if I don't want them to listen. It's not like I'm, I mean, we say some embarrassing shit, but. Well, we do, but I mean, it's fucking out there. It is. Yeah. Like, make, I don't care. I put it out there, so clearly I, I have no right to not ask you to listen. Right. Or wait, that doesn't make sense. I have no right to ask you not to listen. Mm-hmm. So there there are some people who podcast who say they have contracts with people like their spouse or whatever that they can't listen. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's like, um, just because they shit they talk about. It's yeah. like they talk about everything and anything under the sun. And it can be like embarrassing or mm. whatever. Like, oh, that's, that's my husband and that's my wife right. or whatever. Right. Um, but it's like on some level, if you're going to fucking put it out there. Yeah, and you you know someone's gonna like anybody can listen to it at any given time. You just gotta let go of it. Yeah, you know, where it's like, yeah, it's like here's a here's an example. I've talked very openly about a drive, <laughs> a whimsical <laughs> a drive, whimsical drive, right? What what the fuck is that? Pause. There's some fucking bug flying around. It's it's gone. It's by your hand now. Sorry, guys. There's this weird fucking bug flying around in the studio it's right like now. It's like a gnat, dude. I don't know. Good job. All right. Hang Murder. on. Murder. I'm going to fly this or flag this. Don't flag that motherfucker. That's comedy gold right there. All right. All right. All right. We'll <laughs> leave it in, maybe. Anywho. Maybe. He says. He's the editor. He's like. <laughs> I can do what I want. He's like, all right. Well, maybe we'll leave it in. Maybe. <laughs> you'll, you'll forget when it drops. Like, hey, where's that Where's that gnat? Fucking piece. You're fucking you're like talking to your three year old kid. Yeah, we could do that later, maybe. (laughs) Fucking asshole. You don't have control, motherfucker. You got nothing anyway. But if you say later, they usually like the three year old, he'll forget. Ninety nine percent of the time. Motherfucker, I'm not forgetting about this shit. So when you say maybe, it's like I know what that means. Okay. That's like that's like the dad, like, we'll see. It's like, can we go to this later? Yeah, we'll see. It's like that means no. It's like at the end of the day, I know what that shit means. It's like that's a that's a hard no in a soft way. Oh yeah, that's true, I suppose. (laughs) Fucking maybe. All right, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, your whimsicalness. Yeah, so I give you all this info. But I know that uh, my mother-in-law sometimes listens to yeah. this. So it's like, yeah, it's out there. It is what it is. Yeah. What are you going to I think that the more honest people are, even about the fucking fucked up shit. Yeah. The more respected they are because at least they're fucking honest. Yeah. You know, it's like when you know who somebody is, it's a lot easier to, to, to respect them and be okay with like who they are as a whole if you're fucking honest and honestly it's like i can't honestly i can't say that um in my life there's like there's times when i don't talk to people the same as i talk to other people or whatever because i just like it's just different you Mm -hmm. know but if um if they if like if they know who you are they know what to expect but, you know, I don't know. There's still sometimes, you know, there's conversations you don't have with people. Yeah. Like, there's certain people you don't have all the conversations with. Yeah. I think that's, again, just because of this podcast changing, mm-hmm. I just find myself more willing to have weird conversations. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's fucking safe in here. Yeah. Like, I think that the other part of it is that we're sitting in here for so long 
it, obviously we don't, I don't forget that there's a microphone in front of my face, but it doesn't, it, like, it's not at the forefront. It, it's not, it fades. No, the conversation right. takes over. Yeah. And, and then it's just like, then we're just fucking talking shit. Yeah. But I'm like, when that transitions into normal non-podcast studio conversations, like that's where I find myself being more whatever, just talking. Normal non-podcast studio what? Like if I'm having a conversation with someone outside of this, I'm still having, I feel like I'm still in the mindset of this where it's just. Oh, you're, you're becoming more open outside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, There's that fucking. You and your fucking Hulk story. There isn't that in here. God damn it. Yeah. I know. Fucking bug. Shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say the word. Lord's name in vain. What? Kyle. I'm a Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) I have to I have to be careful. There's a there's a kid that works on me on my crew. I've talked about this before where we have to like I try to be careful. Like I I still cuss, but I like I don't say like God a lot or yeah. Jesus a lot or something like that. Like I try, you know. I I try. I don't always succeed, but right. I put the effort out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's nice of you to try. Yeah. Well, you got you got to fucking try, man. <laughs> Try a little bit. <laughs> Try persistence. Just, yeah, yeah. Just persistence. I don't know. You got me thinking about singing. I might just fucking See, sing one of these days. I'm, yeah. you're, you're planting a seed. Yeah, man. That's what you it's did. Manipulation. Planted, you planted a mental fucking seed right in the back of my head. This See? is Inception. It's your idea, not mine. Oh, <laughs> nicely, nicely done. Nicely done. So <laughs> no, we're just gonna be like, what the hell, no. <laughs> I I got Okay. I need to retabulate some how many fucking hours we've had of these conversations. What do you mean you need to retabulate? Well, so this is episode twenty five. This is twenty five? This is twenty five, bitch. Ah, we're on fucking episode twenty two just like the other day. That's what I mean, like. man. And these are all like two and a half, three hours long. Twenty five, two and a half, yeah, that's it's a lot of time. There's a yeah, a thousand hours. No. So, yeah, a thousand hours. <laughs> hundred hours. Yeah. 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 Not a thousand. A hundred. Yeah, there you go. A thousand. So I, I don't d- know if it'll be a, quite a hundred, but it'll be close. It'll be it's at least three days worth. That's only seventy two. Yeah. Good good job on the math. You beat me to it. It's more than three days worth. Yeah, but it's not quite 100, I don't think. Okay. It's 100 to be four hours per. Yeah. Yeah. 25 times four. Yeah. There you go. Um, my kid has got this game that he plays, and uh, he, like everybody that plays, he kind of brags about their hours. Mm-hmm. He hit, oh, like I have so many hours in yeah. this game. He hit 5,000 hours. What the fuck? Five. Thousand hours. How many days is that? I'm, I'm pulling up a calculator right now. Math. We're on the same page. He's he's 14 years old, almost 15. He's been playing this game for probably the last three years. That would make sense because it's 208 days. 208 days, accumulative, cumulative time, out of three years of his life. Two thirds of one year, and 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 it's like. If you want to take two, how many days? 208. Okay. So think about that. Like if you split your day between life and sleep. Yeah. So like how many, 
how many days has he spent? So would you would you divide it by like so two hundred eight times? So you could do twenty four. Yep, would be hours. Yeah, that's your hours. Well, that's five thousand. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but how many nights? Let's say he gets uh, seven hours. So of three years. Night. So three sixty five days times three divided by two hundred eight. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Like five hours a day. Average. Average five hours a day. I'm just thinking, like, how many how many days, if you counted sleep, did he spend the whole day fucking playing that game? Either, either way. Either way, it's a lot of time. 5,000 hours. So they, um, there's, like, this, this streak or, or whatever they want to call it, like, where they got bragging rights on, on who spent the most hours playing this game. So he spent 5,000 hours playing the game, and I bet you he spent at least half of that watching videos of other people playing that game. Oh. You know, because they're always on YouTube. He's always on YouTube. So you say he's got 7,500 hours in three years invested into just this game. And so the other day I wanted to hang out with him in the afternoon. And I'm like, hey, man, let's go do something this afternoon. He's like, all right, cool, yeah. What do you want to do? I'm like, let's go to Dave and Buster's. We'll go down, play some video games, get some pizza, Mm -hmm. you know. And he's like, oh, we got a new server server wipe coming up on this game. Server wipe is when they, like, erase everything that's going on in the game and everybody starts fresh. And I'm like, okay. Like, we're going to go down to Dave and Buster's, Mm -hmm. fucking play some video games, kill some zombies and shit, you know, eat some junk food, have a good dude day he's like yeah but but it's a server wipe I'm like yeah but you've fucking experienced a hundred server wipes like what's special about this one but it's a server wipe (laughs) it's it's like that's the answer it it, he is so invested in this game that at the end of the day it takes precedence just about Mm -hmm. over anything sleep food that's the part of the whole VR shit that I think can be dangerous. Is it the game he plays VR? No, he doesn't play VR in this game. I'm saying when the VR technology gets good enough towards like Ready Player One, mm, mm-hmm. like that's when I think it's like it's no longer it's no longer entertainment. It's a drug. Yeah, you know, it's it's firing all the dopamine centers sensors. All that stuff that's happening in in your mind, it's creating this thing where you don't feel like you can leave. You yeah, don't feel like yeah. there's anything else of more value out there other than this at that moment. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, it happens already with video games and like, right. they've got places in China and I think Korea too, where they have uh, like uh, rehab centers for people who are addicted to games. They have these fucking military-style compounds where parents will pay people to come into their house, like fake abduct their kid, and pull them out of their life because their kid can't. They're like pissing themselves, not eating, not wow. sleeping. It's fucking crazy. It's super fucking crazy. What like how how bad these addictions are? And and I'm and I like I I complain about it here, but it's like in other countries. Like especially China and, and I think it was China and Korea I read about it. And you can see a video. There's these fucking kids and they're crying their eyes out. Like they get they're like they're there for six hours and they can't game, they can't do anything. 
and they're just bawling. They need this fucking game, and they're like, want to like murder somebody or commit suicide. They can't handle it. Like, it's a complete and total meltdown because they're so addicted to the gaming. So they create avatars and they create this personality mm-hmm. and then they meet their friends on there and it's their life now yeah, outside of yeah. their life. And I think that's where the VR stuff. Yeah. You, it's when you gonna, start living in a digital world instead. Yeah. I think that's when it's really going to start fucking with people. I mean, it fucks with people yeah. now, but I mean on a whole yeah. different level, because let's just say you're like, you can be anything you want, anybody you want. Right. You can be as rich and wealthy as you want. All this, all these things, as long as you've just got this suit and this set of yeah. this headgear, yep. you know, and you put it on, and, and all of a sudden you're a fucking hero. Yeah, man. You know, what, you ever you ever watch anime? No, I don't either. I've watched one anime, and it was actually really good. It's called Sword Art Online, and the basic premise was. You know, virtual reality gaming had gone to the extent where they put this helmet on and it somehow connects to like a link in your brain. And then like you are now in a new world vir- digitally or virtually. Right. So you're like living it. It's like VR, but on a deeper sense even. And um, and you don't need like full body suits and shit like that. But anyways, like, yeah, these teens in the anime like live in this world and like they come home from school and they put on this helmet and then. They just experience life in this other fantasy world. Now in the anime, some bad guy hacks the thing and like starts killing people. If you die in the game, you die in real life because mm-hmm. it fries your brain and shit like that. So it's kind of like that's the catch. But it's just like if gaming gets to that point, if VR gets to that point, like the problems you just talked about, I can only imagine are going to get a thousand times even worse. Yeah, and, and how are we going to handle that? Because our society is already moving towards... Um, more leisure time, mm-hmm. less work time, less like less less time where you have to be doing anything. Like, uh, what what are we going to do to prevent that from being the only existence that there is eventually? Yeah, that's a great question. Because I can see it. I can see they're getting to a point where all the the basic services of life are just kind of taken care of, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe we don't have like the same amount of like, we don't eat the same kind of food, but it's all done for us. Mm -hmm. It's all done. Your nutrition's taken care of. You get up in the morning, you get your nutrition or whatever. It's like some kind of fucking weird movie, but I I can see it happening. Yeah, dude, I can see it. Like what you want to talk fucked up. I can see people living in this VR world with, and then in real life, they're sitting there hooked up to fucking, oxygen monitors and feeding tubes you don't have to wake up yeah that's yeah exactly you don't you're just have in a to comatose state sitting there but you're in your brain or whatever you're in this virtual reality world well, that fucking sounds like the matrix oh yeah see there you go the matrix that, that you know what i'm saying though yeah i haven't seen that movie in a long time they used to be one of my favorite movies too fucking awesome movie but it's like and and you know there's still there there are people out there that fully believe that we're living in the matrix yeah yeah it fucking, it's just like, well, we're just fucking this. None of it matters. Just doing whatever we want to fucking do. And, you know, it's not real. Yeah, until it becomes it, until we invent the new Matrix ourselves. Well, that's what they think happened, is that somebody already invented the Matrix, and we're living within the Matrix that somebody invented already. Mm. It's it's like our, our, our technology is actually far surpassed where we're at right now, but we're just living that 
that old technology. Yeah. Through, that's, through a, a, that's a theory. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something, man. There's, and the Matrix was what? Just someone trying to WikiLeak what actually happens? Yep, that's right. That's the movie? That's the movie. <laughs> then they made two more that sucked? Fuck. Why did they do that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'd made two more that sucked because the people that didn't want us to find out that the Matrix was real was oh, like, see, oh, we'll make two now shitty movies to throw people off. Be like, ah, oh, the Matrix fucking sucks. Yeah, dude. The first one was awesome. Second and third one sucked. In my opinion. Yeah. That's, I think that's in a lot of people's opinions. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, he probably wasn't even Keanu Reeves in the second and third one. It was some fucking bot, some double. Yeah, we'll see. He wouldn't that, do it. I mean, in movie time, like they were really experimenting with a lot of like anim, uh, animated stuff or like CGI, CGI. stuff, mm-hmm. and it looked so fucking bad. Mm. It looked horrible, and yeah, it just the movies were bad. But it didn't. It didn't. Maybe because the first movie was so good, but the CGI in that movie didn't feel so bad. No, not at all. Which is the weird thing. Yeah, like it not anywhere as bad. Like it almost looked cartoony. In the other ones, the second and third one. Yeah, I don't know if it's a different director or what yeah. it is, or or they needed to make it. F- they needed to make it shitty. Dun, dun, they needed dun. to fuck with people. Miss, erase the brains is like the fucking Men in Black. Okay, if you were look at the light. If you were approached by a man with sunglasses and a dark overcoat and said red pill or blue pill. So which I I don't remember which one does which. So yeah. do you want to go down the rabbit hole or not? <laughs> Oh, man. You know, what this brings to mind is the episode in The Office when they take Dwight Schrude into the fucking... You ever seen this one? I've seen all the episodes of The Office. So you know what I'm talking about. Are you talking about the deleted scene that just released like a year or two ago? Where's Dorpheus? Yeah. Yeah, that one. So... So that was never in the actual series. That's an after. Oh, game. really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's when I think about that, I think about Dwight. Yeah. And, he, and he's just like, man. And everyone like, thinks he's going to say yes. And he goes, eh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how this is right now. Yeah. He's like, even if it's fake, I'm, I'm really happy for the first time. So, but I, I don't know. I like, I've been happy a lot. So like, yeah. I've had a pretty crazy fucking life. So, oh man, I don't that's know. That's a hard question. It's so fucking yeah. hard because like, A, what if the, what if it's fake? What if it's right. bullshit? And it's, it fucking kills you. Right. You sure. know? So it's like, but if it's not, you know? I guess in the movie, like the actor Keanu Reeves, like his character, like he saw glitches. So he was already experiencing something. Something, right? Yeah. Like, and we haven't. Yeah. Then make it weird. And the fact that you've seen the movie, like, yeah, how, like, okay, what? If, here's something fucked up. Maybe we shouldn't say this. Someone's going to copycat it. What if someone does go around like a serial killer? He goes red pill or blue pill, and he fucking plays it, and the red pill is a fucking... I'm, I bet you somebody's done it. Yeah? I bet you somebody's done it, just to see what fucking people would do. That would be like a YouTuber kind of thing. No, but, like, what if it's a serial killer, and the red pill actually kills you? And no, you I know. I just, yeah, I oh, get that. Oh, YouTube that. <laughs> Well, not if they were really going to murder someone, but right, just, right, right. but just like, just as a social experiment. Sure, see what people actually take. Just see if they a take a pill from anybody. Yeah, you know, because that's like fucking sketchy as fuck anyway. Just to take a True. pill from some rando, but to like, um, to see what people, how many people would be like, fuck it, let's do this, let's fucking roll, baby. Yeah, like you if know? they had two black, if they had two cats, like in the movie, and 
they just released them at different times, like trying to stage the same thing. Like, okay, they just trained two cats to run across the hall. Yeah. That'd be fucking cool. That'd be fun. It would be fun. That'd be a fun experiment to see. Yeah. Or I, to participate in. Not like by participating in, meaning like I want to take the pill, but like to facilitate. To facilitate. Yeah, you'd be the facilitator. You can be Dorpheus. I'll, I'll be Dorpheus. <laughs> I'll be Dorpheus. <laughs> Morpheus's brother, Dorpheus. <laughs> fucking funny. But no, it's... I How many people would actually just... For, you know, first off, get beyond taking a pill from someone right. they don't know. And second... I think a lot of people would would recognize the connection between the movie and the and the question, but how many people would would really be like, "Hmm, this could be it." Mm-hmm. You know, could could this really be the, the the moment when I get the opportunity to see what's really going on? Mm-hmm. You know, I I would fucking struggle because it's like if I if I had to, if I knew that I had to lose my perceived life with my kids and my family, that would be the fucking hardest thing. Yeah. You know, because it's like, yeah, so maybe, but if it's fake, then it shouldn't fucking matter. Yeah. You know, well, but it still would, it was still would hurt like a motherfucker. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Take the Dwight approach. I mean, the movie, the actual movie matrix, the matrix, Keanu Reeves character he's just like a loner hacker right yeah yeah lives in a shitty apartment by himself like yeah, if that was my if that got was nothing a, to lose I'd fucking do it in a heartbeat right you got nothing to lose yeah yeah would you okay so uh in more in the real time if you won the lottery of being selected as as the only regular citizen to go up on Amazon's new fucking spaceship would you go no 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 why not yeah not worth it. How do you know? Because I don't have the risk tolerance. Would you get some goosebumps or something over there? No, that oh. fucking gnat's still <laughs> flying around somewhere. You, now you can't delete I it. I know. Um, I think I might. Yeah. I think I, I think I, I mean, it's like, fuck, man. Like. Like there, there's still, there's a big part of me that's like, fuck, I'm only here once, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, if I have an opportunity to go to fucking space, like how fucking incredible is that? Like, have I lived a fucking solid enough life where it's like, I feel like I've lived pretty good so far. And, and if I die doing something fucking epic like that, then would it be worth it? It's like, mm, kind of. I think my mindset would be different if, if my boys were older. Oh, I suppose, yeah, because you got three and really one. young kids. They're three and one. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to miss. If they were like, you know, 16, 18, yeah, okay, I'll go. Then I, then I probably would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I, I'm not willing to trade the, the next 10 years. Yeah. If, if I was to think about what I might miss, though, like I might miss any of my grandkids. Mm-hmm. I might miss my daughter being married. My my boys being married, I might miss um, like my kids' major achievements. I might miss like you know uh, like if one of my parents passed away mm-hmm. and it's like and they suffered or something and I couldn't be there with them. Like those are the things you'd miss. But uh, yeah, I I get it. I get it. And I think maybe if my kids were really young too, I might have a different answer. Yeah. Probably would. But I know for me right now, 
if we were like, hey, you, yeah, I would fucking like. All I'd right, have to, I'd have to do a little more research. Like, how far in space are they trying to get? They've launched ships before or already, right? Or rockets? I don't. Not manned. Okay, not manned. I don't think the Am. I don't think the Amazon, whatever their blue origin. origin yeah. I don't think they've done. Okay. Because the other, the one that just happened. Richard Branson and... They were uh, making fun of because they just said it was like a glorified plane, right? Yeah, Virgin went, Galactic. Yeah. I mean, they they were in space. They they went outside the atmosphere. Okay. They did because they, it was like, I watched the video. I have not. Yeah, it's and it looks like, it does look like a plane. Yeah. You know, but his is, the, they've always looked like a plane. Like, I've been watching his shit for a long time, and uh, he's been trying to get space forever. Okay. Long fucking time. Um. And when they, they launched it and you see it's like this many feet, this many feet, and it's like you're so many miles out. And mm-hmm. I think it goes 65 miles or something. Okay. So you're not going to the fucking moon. Right. But you're, they were in space. Okay. Like they're floating around the fucking cabin and it wasn't one of those free fall fucking things where it lasts 10 seconds. I mean, they were floating and they could okay. see the earth out the windows and shit. All right. Then yeah, yeah. That's space. Full on. Yeah. What was the name of that fucking dude that jumped from the, Balloon. David Blaine? No, 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 no. Like he was non magician. <laughs> non magician. No, he had a fucking spacesuit on and he and this I think it was a balloon that took him so fucking high up in the space and then he fucking jumped and he free falled back to Earth. Baumgartner. Some Baumgartner dude. Henry Baumgartner? Not from Henry. <laughs> Henry. Not Henry Baumgartner. Some Baumgartner guy. It's a fucking crazy video. Did he, did he live? He lived. So they, it, Red Bull sponsored it. And so he went up in this fucking capsule thing to so many fuck. I mean, to a point where he needed a spacesuit, right? Sure. And then he just fucking jumped and he free fell all the way back into the atmosphere. And they said, like, the worst thing that could happen to him is if he went into a spin. Because if you go into a spin and you can't control it, it'll you'll fucking die because it'll, like, push all the blood to your fucking oh, sure. extremities and your brain and shit, and you're done. So as he's reentering the atmosphere, he starts to fucking spin. Mm. And, like, there's this really fucking old dude on his microphone. I don't know who he was, some astronaut dude or something. But he's just like, he's like, all right, it's okay, it's okay, you got this. And it's like, woo, 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 woo. and he's like, oh, I'm spinning. And it's like, and it's like, oh, my God, we're going to fucking watch this dude fucking die. Yeah. And then all of a sudden something happened, and he got back under control. Then he fucking ripped his parachute when he got close Dude, enough. Dude, how to fast was he going? Fucking terminal velocity. I don't know how fast it is, but it's fucking crazy. He's got like four parachutes, so when one disintegrates, the next one shoots off. Um, if you're going that fast, can a parachute withstand is that it fast? Felix Baumgartner? I'm going to check. Yeah. Um, I, I did not see this. Yeah, um, Felix Baumgartner jump. Here it is. When was it? Um, 2012. Okay, so... Uh, Almost 10 years ago. Uh, Felix Baumgartner is an Australian skydiver, daredevil, and base jumper. He is best known for jumping to Earth from a helium balloon from the stratosphere on 14 October 2022. Um, he reached a supersonic freefall. Hmm. He fell for, let's see, uh, holy shit. He was going... 843.6 miles an hour. See? Like, what parachute can fucking withstand that? Well, no, his his parachute... Oh, you mean opening at that speed? Yeah, not just ripping off. 
I don't or know. Or fucking killing him when it on that jack up. He he free fell for four minutes nineteen seconds. But there was a dude before him that free fell for longer than that. He said he was seventeen seconds short of of Joseph Kittinger's nineteen sixty jump. Holy shit! Hmm. So was it was that the goal then not to jump from space but to jump the longest? I guess I don't know. Uh, in 2014, Alan Houston set a current world record highest and longest distance free fall jump when he jumped from 1,000 or 135,908 feet. Remained in free fall, free fall for 123,000 feet. Tell so his arm fucking fell off. There's a it's it's called space diving. Huh. So it's a thing. I guess I just thought it was like a one-off fucking thing that this Baumgartner dude did. I'll have to watch because I'm curious on the landing. I'm curious on if you're going 800 miles an hour, like your parachute has to just be like, it has to be like a tiered thing where it's like slow, 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 slow. Yeah. Like, like there's no way you can get a parachute can either withstand it or your body. Your body. Cannot go from 800 to 40 and no. not fucking rip everything off. You think you'd like have to have like, yeah, some, some kind of like wingsuit kind of thing yeah. where pieces come to slow you down to right. slowly decelerate like, that's what i'm saying if the parachute's yeah. like tiered like a little one to slow you to 700 and then 600 then like but even then yeah huh i'll watch it yeah to you'd have to i mean how fast is a normal free fall i go i did skydiving i don't know how fast i was falling but i fell for like 30 seconds okay yeah see i'm not sure i guess yeah i was falling for a little longer me i was falling for 60 seconds but I mean, while we were fucking cooking, yeah, you know, and then the, it, the the shoot opened up, and it was like boom. But it didn't like hurt; it jerked a little bit. Sure. But I mean, I don't know how foul, how fast we were going. I'll look it up because yeah. Bill's not here. Fucking Bill. Maybe he'd be better at promotion. I don't know. <laughs> He's he he fancies himself as a as a as a advertising guru. So. A guru, eh? Yeah. Well, he wouldn't say that, but I would because Stable he's not here. Free fly head down position has a terminal speed of 150 to 180 miles an hour. Head down. Yep. What about like laying out flat? Does it say anything about that? Because that's what we were doing. Like we we're like you lay out with your arms and your feet like hanging out. You know, roughly 120. 120. So I was going 120 miles an hour. And this is just. Ish. Googling ish, yeah. Yeah. In stable belly to earth position, terminal velocity is about 120. Okay. So, and does it say how long it takes to hit the terminal velocity? Nope. Hmm. So, let's eh, just say I was eh. doing 120. So, he's doing 800. Yeah, dude. Eight so times. You would have to have a multiple tiered. I'd have to watch it again, think. too, just to see what it all, how he did it. Because, yeah, one fucking shoot. Maybe, though, well, I would think that the closer you get to Earth, the faster you'd move because gravity's stronger, right? You know how it works? Or is it just like in I mean, our... It, well, it's just constantly pulling on you, so, yeah, I don't know. But is it the same? Is it the same pull the closer you... Yeah. The further you get? I'm not... I don't know. We need a scientist. We don't need fucking Bill. We need a scientist <laughs> in here. Um, Maybe one day we'll have, like, people on this podcast who know what the fuck we're talking about. But then they, we'd, they could the explain problem, the shit. That we the talk problem about. with that, though, is that we'd have to have topics that we're going to talk about. I don't know. I mean, I guess to a degree, yeah. 
We need to get on this fucking, yeah, we just got to straighten this shit out for our guests. Nah. We need scientists. I need scientists, mathematicians, lawyers. Economists. <laughs> Economists. We need that for fucking sure. Teach us about all this money bullshit. Historians. That, yeah, histor- yeah. <laughs> people that know those crazy things called facts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Speaking of facts, now this is going to go little on the Auri side. The what side? Auri. Like going, he's going Auri. You never heard that? Nope. Auri. It's like kind of going little fucking off the DV, off the oh, path. I thought you were talking to me in Texas. <laughs> Texas <laughs> talk. We going Auri now. That's what I thought. Fucking, you y'all ready to go Auri? <laughs> fucking A. Whew. Get your boots on. All We're right. going all right tonight. I'm wearing flip-flops right now, so I got them on. <laughs> um, so my buddy and I were telling you about those, the guy I met at the bar the other night. Yeah. Um, we started talking about, uh, so I don't know a lot about this topic. I've heard about it, but I haven't dove into it. But he was talking about critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And like... Um, what I understand is like it's about what you're what we're teaching our kids in school. Like about the past and, and like how we got to where we are and how racism has played a part in our our history, you know. But um so do you know how much do you know about critical race theory? Not much at all. Okay. I know it's a big talking point right now if it should be taught in school. Um so I think the argument right now is if the theory should be taught in school or not. And I don't know if it focuses on the history side of what all has happened because I've heard arguments like videos of parents arguing against it, specifically minority parents arguing that it basically is telling their kids that they're already behind or something like that so i'm not a hundred percent on what it actually is i have not read the 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 the, well what it you know what i mean yeah so i looked it up um and i'm going to uh just give you the the little quick wikipedia breakdown here trusted Um, news yeah it's not like it's something someone can change every every single day they want um, uh, critical race theory is a body of legal scholarship and academic movement and an academic movement of civil rights scholars and activists in the United States that seeks to critically examine U.S. law as it intersects with issues of race in the U.S. and to challenge mainstream American liberal approaches to racial justice. CRT examines social, cultural, and legal issues primarily as they relate to race and racism in the United States. So, it emerged as a movement in the 80s, reworking theories of critical legal studies with more focus on race. Um, So, not all the critical race theorists share the same beliefs, but um, basically they just include that the racism and disparate racial outcomes are the result of complex, changing, and often subtle social and institutional dynamics rather than explicit and intentional prejudices on the part of individuals. So basically, I think from reading that, what I take out of it is that it has more to do with with like societal racism mm-hmm. than individual racism. 
and how societal racism has perpetuated the uh, the existence of of uh, people of color, people who have been suffered under racial injustice to like to today's times. So it's like little parts that have been included in our society and the way we do things in laws and, and our, just our social social norms that have perpetuated racism, even though we're not really aware that it's racist. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Is that, kind am of, I, yeah. am, did I read that, interpret that correctly? So like um, one of the things that I didn't know what I and I and I learned was that um, in big cities they would draw specific lines through the cities and they wouldn't let uh, black people buy property. Yeah, redlining. Yeah, so those redlining through the through the, you know, we talked about that a little bit, right? Privately, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. So I think that because I did they I think when you told me about that it was one of the first times I've heard of it. And I think maybe a lot of people don't know that there are things like that that were done with the specific intent of keeping a particular race mm-hmm. in one place. And how, like, on, on the way I saw it at the time was how, like, that can easily perpetuate a problem over a period of time if you have generations of people staying in a very low-income, very poverty-stricken, crime-ridden area that if you grow up in that area, that, you know, the, um, what we talked about, my buddy and I talked about, it's like, do you, do you give, like, is life based on, like, opportunities or is it based on something that you're, you're born with? You know, it's so, like, should everybody have an equal amount of opportunities to grow and to gain and, and to, uh, you know, acquire wealth and power and, and like, uh, uh, what am I thinking about? Stability. Mm-hmm. And and does everybody right now have the same opportunities? You know, and, and I think part of the people who push against the critical race theory, and I, please bear with me if you're listening to this because we're just talking about it. I'm learning about it now, so I don't understand it completely. So I'm not saying that this is what it is. I'm saying I, I'm trying to work my way through this right now. So maybe a podcast isn't the best place for me to figure it out, <laughs> but fuck, I'm doing it. So... um. There's a lot of like pull them up by your bootstraps and this sure, and that shit, sure. and it's just like not everybody has fucking bootstraps, you know. Right. You know, there's there's like there is not equal opportunity out there right now, you know. From 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 the ends of the spectrum, equal opportunity does not exist. Right. It doesn't. And so, to to me, the whole pull them up by the bootstraps argument, it doesn't play out the same. You know, you can't you can't use that for like. Like why why is like uh, someone from in the in the uh, uh, conversation I had with my friend was like someone who grows up in in Bel Air compared to someone who grows up in Caprina Green, you know, um, it's like there's the the amount of opportunity there is so limited. Someone in Bel Air, ninety percent of the people there have have all the opportunities they could ever want right at their fingertips. They have connections. They have money. They have shelter they have food they have any they're very comfortable they can do whatever they want to do on a daily basis where someone that's growing up say in the projects they don't have they have 10 percent of those opportunities Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. in order to get 
another 10% of opportunities, they have to have a drive and a will to get past all the bullshit that goes on in their life every single day right. to be able to just get beyond it, to, to fucking even just go to school every single day. You know, when maybe they at 14, they're told they got to go to work or right. whatever, you know, the opportunities are not the same. So he and I were actually landed on the same page where it was along the lines of, um, like maybe handing out money to everybody isn't the answer, but, but, but offering people who have less opportunities, equal opportunities is, is like where we can kind of bridge the gap yeah. where, where we're kind of working back across the systematic racism that's happened in the past. Right. You know, and I don't know, what are your thoughts? So you, you have any ideas, any, any input on this? Mm. I still am relatively uneducated in it. Um, Same. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I agree. I don't think just giving individuals, like, cash, for instance, is going to change anything. Because at some point, there has to be, like, even with opportunity, if opportunity is presented, there has to be action to to get or to take advantage of the opportunity. Sure. So there's there's always going to be, regardless if you grew up in Bel Air or in a hood somewhere, and I'm not even talking racially at this point, I'm just talking like on an individual yeah. person level, there has to be some level of initiative to take advantage of an opportunity. Yeah. Now, that, that is not to say there isn't cases where mommy and daddy did the opportunity, took advantage of the opportunity for you, gave you the opportunity, and then made you take it. Like a dad, some rich dad might oh, you know, sure. give his kid a company or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Like yeah. That's that's a circumstance that obviously happens, and I'm not necessarily talking about that. So I, you know, I don't think like if if I'm if I'm stuck in this setup where I can't get out or I feel like I can't get out, and someone hands me fifty grand, like I don't know what I'm going to do with that fifty grand. Well, yeah, I mean. So uh, there's a there's a perceived value in your 50 grand if you just given it to you. Yeah. You know and and I think that's that's a big argument where it's like well if, you know if you just give people money they didn't do anything for it. You know, they didn't have to have any skin in the game. Right. So it's like how they how they manage that money. There's going to be plenty of people out there that can take $50,000 if you given it to them and do good shit with it. Mm-hmm. But there's a I I believe way more people out there would take fifty thousand dollars, and it would like I don't know if I want to use the word blow it, but they wouldn't use it yeah. to their advantage, right. like as to to create a better future for themselves. Sure, you know, sure, it's like not. you get a nice car, yeah, exactly. something like that. Exactly, exactly. Um, so and and I don't know when you say that if you're talking more like reparations because it started with critical race theory. If you're talking about like just well, economic stimulus for people, well, both, both. I I mean, so if you want to go, I mean. Because we started talking about critical race theory, like we'd, uh, you know, I'd, we'd had conversations about reparations before where mm-hmm. it's like, not on here, but um, it's like, what does that look like? Right. What does that look like to you or to, or to somebody else? You know, some people reparations is just cold, hard cash. Yeah. It's like pay, pay, you know, pay them, give them the money. It's like their, their, their uh, grandfathers and grandmothers and great grandfathers and great grandmothers built a lot of the things that we're using every single day and they did it for free, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they lost their lives doing it. So Give the give the their and their ancestors not the ancestors their offspring or whatever their lineage give them the money that they would have made building all these things so then there's that there's that version of it 
you know, and that's going to help those people, you know, have more opportunity. But I'm not so sure that I believe, and I used to, but I don't, not so sure I believe anymore that money equals opportunity. Yeah. It's like, I used to think that there was a time when it's like, well, yeah, if you have more money, then you have more opportunity because like, you know, you can, you can buy a, a nice dress shirt and, you know, nice pants to go to an interview in, you know, you have a, a car to get you from your work to home. You know, you can afford to take your kid to daycare so you can go to work and all these different things that you can afford with, with money. But the problem is, is that we're fucking humans. Yeah. And as humans, it it's, wow. We don't think like that all the time, you know, and it's like, especially to now, you know, when it seems like, especially in the media, money is so flippantly thrown around and it's all about like status and, and having stuff. It's so easy to be like, you know, what they say, a man and his money are easily parted. You know, it's, it's like, it's so easy to lose right, it or, right. or in a, in a way that's not going to benefit you long term. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm and to that point, I'm not totally, I'm not just talking about racism because there are plenty of people born into extreme poverty like in uh appalachia and mm -hmm. what what was the name of the movie um uh, uh that just came out a couple of years ago it was um about a family growing up in the in appalachian mountains and you know they were just i mean they had nothing right you know and, and it's like this, it's the same situation they were white um as people growing up in the hood where it's like generation after generation after generation is born into this into this economy that like there's nothing for them mm -hmm. you know so to get out of that is a monumental feat right, right. you know so in, in my mind like when it comes down to like things like reparations or or just helping people get out of poverty it's like give them the opportunity to get out of poverty right you know Go in and and give them like an opportunity for an education. Give them an opportunity for you know uh, a job with upper mobility. Give them an opportunity to you know um, like uh, uh, be healthier. You know to to it's just lack of opportunity. I think is what it is for a, a lot of it. And I think at that point, then and and it's still pretty tricky but i think at that point if everybody had a certain level of opportunity then they were they would have the the ability to make the choice of whether they're going to take advantage of opportunity or yeah. not and i guess i'm not educated enough or knowledgeable enough to know like what i understand the schools for sure how do how do you mean you understand the schools? like the maybe the lack of good schools yeah yeah like i get that part but like Healthy food, like I don't understand or I'm not knowledgeable enough, like where's the lack of opportunity for healthier foods? Well, where, you, you know what I mean? So like, where's the lack of opportunity now in some of those things that are perpetuating these issues? Like, I don't know those. So I don't, you know what I mean? Like, you said like healthier, how to, the opportunity to be healthier. Yeah. What, where's the lack of opportunity in that? Well, access to, to healthcare. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Access to like medical care, healthcare, uh, even like access to dentistry and, sure. and eye doctors and like, um, people who have like, let's, let's say somebody, you know, let's say someone 
breaks breaks a bone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they can't afford to go to the doctor. Or or they go to the doctor and it's like six hours away or four hours yeah. away and they've no, got I, a I feel you now. Oh, I, I don't know why my mind was talk, thinking food at that <laughs> moment. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> Sorry. It was all about healthcare yeah. and just like opportunities to like, you know, it's like, take this for an example. If, if you don't have access to dentistry, right? Your kid that grows up and all of a sudden, like you have your, your teeth, you get rotten teeth, your teeth are falling out or you get cracked teeth or they're crooked teeth. And then, um, and all of a sudden you like get some infections in your mouth and your discolored teeth. It's like as simple as us being able to show somebody your teeth. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to a job interview, if you're working at a restaurant and you're talking and, and you, and your, your teeth are bad, like you're not going to get hired for that right. job. Right. You know, it's like if you don't have access to, to just, yeah, something as simple as like getting your teeth cleaned and, yeah. and having somebody tell you, oh, you got to fix a cavity. Yeah. What's a cavity cost? 300 bucks. Right. Can't do that. Right. You know, we got to eat. Right. You know, and it's like, and then, I mean, if you want to like go down the food route, what, what, I mean, that's possible. Like what I think about is like, okay, so look at, look at junk shit, fast food, Mm -hmm. you know, like those kind of restaurants probably thrive in places like that because, you know, it's cheap as hell and there's junk food. So it's like you drink soda all day long, Walmart, go in and buy 10, two liter bottles of soda or how many cases of Mountain Dew. And it's like, cause it's cheap and it's quick and, you know, pop tarts and whatever. It's like the, the junky cheap food that people eat when they don't feel like they can afford to buy good protein, mm-hmm. good vegetables, you know, stuff like that. Now, granted, they could probably grow some vegetables, maybe. Yeah. You know, we talked about gardening, but. Um, oh, we've talked in the past. I don't know if vegetables necessarily are that expensive relative to, but your point is well taken. Absolutely. So circling back to CTR, like I'm all CRT. for. Yeah, sorry. CRT. <laughs> I'm all for. um Educating people on actual history. Yes. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Actual history, actually things that happened. Because I feel like there's two, again, from my limited knowledge, I feel like there's two aspects to critical race theory. I feel like there's the educational historical standpoint, yep. which I'm all for keeping in schools and actually educating people on things that have happened. What I'm not for is when I hear arguments saying, you know, you're basically telling students either they're they need to do they're not as good as these people or you're trying to split based on race or you're trying to cause more division right yeah and that's the other that's the argument i hear also on this on this is that it's you're like it's fueling division between kids it's fueling see i haven't even heard that it's fueling division between kids i i understand that um what i heard was like it's basically just teaching kids that if they're if they're this if, is what this is an opinion I've heard yeah, yeah, from yeah. somebody. These Not, are all opinions I've yeah, only heard from is, somebody because yeah, again okay. I haven't actually read so to be fair, curriculum. But but here's the thing: it's an opinion from somebody. So obviously, there's a certain amount of people that see it this way. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so that's there's a fair way to say that that it might not be the fact of the matter, but it is the perception of a certain population that the um, CRT teaches people or tells people if you're if you're white you're racist right 
you know, if you're, if even if like, if like you, you know what, if you're white, you're racist, that's it. You know, until you, until you do something else, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like this just the way it is. And I don't personally, without having the knowledge of it, I can't, I, I would be surprised if that was the intent is to make people feel like a racist for some uh, some way, shape, or form. I, I would like to believe that that in those conversations that people have when they say something like that, that it's more of a trying just trying to create awareness that like because somebody is white, that they their parents and their parents and their parents beyond that didn't have the same experiences as somebody who grew up in as as, mm-hmm. as black or brown or 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 red you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's a way it's being perceived. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's definitely, and it's, it's so hard. And I think that's where the conversation comes in as opposed to like talking at people and saying, this is what it is. Maybe it's more of like an opportunity to have a classroom setting where you can discuss how it feels yeah. to talk about these kind of things. You know, allow students to have a have an open discussion where it, it's it's everybody's opinion is viable, but but maybe you can have someone that's a moderator that just expresses the facts and lets people uh, form opinions on the yep. facts. Because I think if you had an open discussion, say you had twenty kids in a classroom and you gave them all the facts, these are the things that have happened in the past. Do you feel like these things have played into today's world and, and affected the way someone else might grow up as opposed to you? You know, do you feel like your race has anything to do with the opportunities you've had? And it gives like it would give an opportunity to for for young people to listen to one another as opposed to being talked to by a so-called expert that they don't know, that they don't trust, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of the system, you know. Maybe that would be the the more way to teach about because I mean it's so fucking complicated, right? Yeah, it's so deep and so complicated. And if they're going to bring it into schools, it shouldn't be this thing that they get told what it is. If it's anything, it should be a history lesson. It should be a history lesson. And and but still, like I don't mind the idea of opening up the doors for people to have conversations. Not at all. But I don't think that happens. It doesn't. I don't think it happens either. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it should be told to people what it is. It right. should be, but you know, and it's like, so if you want to, like if the government or whoever really wants to put this into the classrooms to really make this a part of like growing up in America is to have this part of your education. Well, then it should be done in a way that it has to be given a block of time where it's not like you're graded or, or judged or anything. It's just an opportunity for you to have an open discussion and maybe it's an elective that you can take as you get further on in school, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's, um, yeah, again, I think it, I just, I would need to know more if anything. This just emphasizes the fact that we should actually research stuff. <laughs> like if it's, if I'm all for the history lesson, because that happened, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely good with that. What I'm not good is telling people they're racist because of things a hundred years ago. And I'm not, or that because of your race, you're ultimately disadvantaged and you're not going to go anywhere. Right. Like I'm not for any of that. Yeah. Because you're, you're pigeonholing people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No different than you're limiting them. I mean, would you, I saw this as a meme. Would you go up to a young Japanese girl? Let's say she's five and blame her for Pearl Harbor. Right. No, you wouldn't No, you because she's a little five-year-old girl. She had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
the kids in our classrooms now? Like, what? They're not racist if they're just white. Unless they've exhibited racist things. Unless they've done racist things. But you can't call everything racist at the same time. Yeah, it's it's super fucking tricky. Yeah. It's super tricky. Um, there's obvious racist, racist tendencies in certain parts of, of the world. And I think there are obvious racist people in the world. Yeah. And so I, I'm, what do you, what do you, what's a racist tendency that you see? A racist tendency is like, um, I'm t- I said world. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Not, not the U S in the, in the yeah, world. I'm just, I'm just curious. It's like in the yeah. world, there's like, there's racial genocide happening in different countries yeah, around the world. Yep. You know, so like it, it certainly is there and it happens. And then like, there's, there's, so let's take the United States racist tendencies is like when um, someone will see uh, an African-American man walking through a predominantly white neighborhood and then they go on the home away and say, hey, there's a there's a guy mm-hmm. walking through the neighborhood and he looks kind of sketchy. But if it was a white guy, they wouldn't. Yeah. So is that that's an individual tendency. So that's an individual. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Individuals. They're. I was if I was going to say in the United States are individual. I agree, that exists. I, I think the yeah. I think in today's thing, like not accounting for past wrongs, mm-hmm. like not accounting for that, but just in day to day life now, I think most of the cases that are that I would see are based on individuals. Absolutely, I don't. I don't. I think that it's it's a million times better than it's ever been. Yeah. And yeah. it's getting better every single day. Yeah. And, and that can't be discounted. No, I, I don't think you can discount progress. Like, And I don't think you should ignore past. Right. But I don't think past is current, if that makes sense. That does. It does make sense. You can't, you can't put what's happened in the past and on today's standard. Right. When, when we've come so far. Yeah. Now, it wasn't very long ago. That some like that that it was really fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, even like sixties. Um, yeah, sixties and seventies. I mean, there's like Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to D- my son Dylan, and it's it's interesting. So I <laughs> crazy thought here. I actually thought about having him on the podcast sometime. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it would be interesting to have a perspective of a young teenage person growing up in today's times like how they view the world i want to like understand his lens you know like how does he get the thing like his information is it all youtube is it mm-hmm. all fucking you know uh tiktok and snapchat like is that where his facts come from you know uh, how does he how does he see politics how does he see like he's been on this kick where he's been watching all these videos about feminism okay and he's like i mean fucking deep into this feminism hole. And he's just like, and he's got all these crazy, not crazy. He's got all these heavy handed opinions about what he thinks feminists are. And it's like, okay, so this is what you're watching right now. But you, but in the world of YouTube, the, the fucking, the fringes are so hardcore and so loud that it's, um, and, and they can change a person. If you watch enough of it, it can seep into your brain. And I was warning him against that. It's like, if you watch too much of the really far, like, feminists are bad and this, I said, it can soak into your brain and then you'll start to believe it. 
I'm like, so you got to watch, if you're going to watch it, which I encourage people to, I, you know, I encourage my kids to be, to understand what the world is. I'm like, but watch all of it. Yeah. Watch both ends of it. So you have a, a balance, you yeah. know, because then you can form a real opinion. And after I talked to him about that, he did start watching some like Ted talks and stuff and yeah. things that weren't just like someone ranting. And, um, but he, um, fuck, I don't know where I was going to go with that. Um, he was talking about, oh, I was explaining to him, like, I didn't, and I didn't really know this either, but it wasn't until, like, the mid-70s that women could even have a bank account. Hmm. I did not know that. That is, like, 50 years ago. Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> like you know, I think it was, like, 74 or 75. Okay. So, I, when I was talking to him, I explained to him, I'm like, it was only, like, three or four years before his mom was born that yeah. women could have a bank account. So, like, put that into perspective. That's fucking crazy. Like, if a woman couldn't have a bank account and they got divorced, they're fucked. Yeah. Like, no money. Or they have a jar of cash under the... Right. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And and so, like, that's the facts. That's the shit that we need to talk about. Because as soon as I told him that, he was like, whoa. Right. I had no idea. And it's like, so you understand why maybe some women are still kind of pissed <laughs> because, <laughs> because like when they were little kids and their mom got a divorce from their dad and their mom couldn't even get a fucking bank account and they were living out of their fucking car, mm -hmm. you know, because it wasn't fair. It wasn't equal, you know, like they were in a, in, and for no other reason other than that they were women, they were completely fucking segregated against, Yeah, you know? So it's like. To, to take those those pieces that are true, honest facts of things that happened and then allow people to form their own opinions. Yeah, I'm all, again, I'm all for history. Yeah. I, um, unfortunately, there's just so many cases like in our public education system where teachers feel it's their duty to go off on topics like this, like hot topics like this, mm -hmm. and force their opinion on students do you think that's a lot or do you think it's like on of the minority of teachers i th hmm, that's a good question i mean because i think it happens to say plenty. so i think it happens but if you think about the number of actual teachers that's out true. there in the world that's fair that's valid okay i i, I agree with that unfortunately there it happens it does happen and it happens on a broad spectrum of topics too that's the, sure yeah like there was just last month i think one came out where a teacher brought in cupcakes for Pride Month, and if you weren't in the LGBTQ community, like you didn't get a cupcake or something like like, and I know those are, I think those are few and far between. I think those just get they get the headlines, the headline. You know, I think they get the headlines. Well, it gets the headline in certain media. Yeah. At, well, yeah, certainly, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I will say back to your point of get both sources. I think that's huge. And I don't think people want to do that. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that would rather not. For sure, they they would they would put a lot of energy into making sure that people don't have both of those sources, or they'll spend a lot of energy reading the other source and then just trying to discount that source. Sure, you yeah. Know what well, I mean? like you're not will you're not really reading it to to try and gain perspective. You're reading it to discount it. Yeah, you're reading it to give you ammunition to to fight against whatever someone else's argument is. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I think it's a touchy subject. This is kind of a comfortable position. I don't know why I've never sat like this before. Wow. You're, 
the elbow lean forward thing? Yeah. Huh. But I also have to pee. Okay, well, then that's probably what's going on. That's why it's comfortable because your bladder is easier yeah, than it's not being compressed. All but right, let's... I tell you what. Why don't we wrap this bad boy up? Okay, let's wrap it. And we'll say this. We don't know shit. So. <laughs> okay. If you've never heard us say it before, and if you haven't, then you've never listened to us. We don't know shit. No. We, we, we talk about what we think. We talk about our opinions. And that's all it is, is a conversation. That's why we call it the conversation... We love to fucking dive into each other's brains and see how we feel and how we think because, honestly, everybody has an opportunity to just fucking think about what they truly feel about something. Even if they don't have, like, the cold, hard facts, it's like, dig into yourself. Think about the subjects that you really fucking care about and, and, like, what does it feel like? Yeah. Not, like, what someone else thinks, but what does it feel like to you? That's what I think is super important. I think it's super important, too, and... Obviously, if you get more facts or if you get two sides of a story, maybe those opinions change or maybe what, you know, we we literally just read fucking critical race theory off of what a line. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, take that into account. Yeah, exactly. But interesting thoughts, man. Yeah. I appreciate. That's a tough. See, we've hit some tough subjects and that's a that's a tough one. That's a hot topic right now. Well, it's I think it's always been a hot topic. Racism has been huge for forever, sure. but it's like, it's one of those ones that it's tough because it's scary to talk about because you might say something that comes out wrong or, or you don't have all the facts so right, you don't want right. to say anything at all. But the problem is, it's like, it's not that we don't think about it or feel it. It's just that it's just, it's just touchy, you know? Yeah. It's well, yeah. And we're just talking facts. We're not trying to offend anyone, but at the end of the day, we're two guys that probably haven't experienced a lot of the things that maybe critical race theory is around. Well, yeah, for sure. Well, and so it's, yeah, we also allow each other because we know each other so well, the latitude to say something that maybe doesn't come out right. Yeah. To say something oh, for sure. that like, like, like we, we, we give each other the benefit of the doubt. And I think that's one of the things that I hope that anybody who listens to this and anybody like who wants to have this conversation outside of just listening to our podcast is like, give somebody the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. These aren't, these are not pre-scripted topics that we research and then pre-write our responses to. This is literally in the moment. I didn't even know you're going to bring this shit up. Yeah, and and now I'm trying to think about it on the spot. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, but I think that's when you get you're going to get your truest emotional you're get your response. Truest, but you're also going to say things that aren't well formulated, maybe. Right. Well, and that's the beauty of conversation when you give someone the benefit of doubt. Is that, and I'm not even talking about now uh, people listening to us. I'm talking about people having conversations with family members oh, or sure. friends or right. whatever. It's like right now nobody wants to give anybody the benefit of doubt because they've made up their mind. But if you give people the benefit of the doubt, just give it a fucking shot. Just try to have a conversation with somebody about something that maybe is a hard conversation to have without having that prejudged idea that that you're right and someone else is wrong because they don't think of it the same way. They might say something that piss you off and you can say, hey, I don't, you know, I don't agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Give them the benefit of the doubt to at least give them an opportunity to, if they want to try to back it off, they can. If they don't, then they can sit it. At least then you know who they are. Yeah. But it's, it's and and I would not approach that conversation with like like this would have been a different conversation if you did a bunch of research, formulated a very strong opinion and then attacked me with facts trying to catch me off guard. Exactly. And that's and that's what happens a lot I think in conversations oh, right. especially around stuff like this where it's like people 
dig and dig and dig for all the facts. And oftentimes they're digging in places where the facts support their already preconceived ideas. Yeah, you're, you're, you're finding facts that fit your narrative, even though there's a, quote, supporting set of facts that fit the other. It's, when did facts fucking... When when did there become two sets of facts to support different thoughts? I don't know. That's a fake news. <laughs> See, the right. problem is, yeah, it's they're actually they're still facts. They're just you can bend statistics in such a way. Well, and, and you can take sound bites and you can take little yeah. clips of words. It's like w- nowadays it, you can you can pick apart anything anybody says, especially if it's in text. Oh, like yeah. if it's you yeah. know it's like he said this, and then you oh, you just got to print those three words. This, yeah. this, and this together. It doesn't matter what was said before it or what was said after it. They'll it'll get it'll get put it out there as a complete thought, and that's where things get like is is did those words come out of somebody's mouth? Yes, they actually did come out of their mouth, but not in that context. Yeah, that's why the conversation is so important. Well, I know? appreciate the conversation with you. Yeah, me too, brother. Thanks for having the mind you have. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Ah, oh, thank you. Uh, all right, my friends, have a great week and. Uh, this has been an episode. Yeah, enjoy the, enjoy the sunshine, everybody. If you're not getting sunny, I hope sunshine comes to you soon. Uh, yeah, peace out to everybody out west sucking in that smoky-ass air. I hope that clears up for you all soon. All right, much love. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.